You're listening to Beneath the Tide, a weekly pirate-influenced Dungeons and Dragons campaign ran on the Mimics and Monstrosities Switch channel every Wednesday at 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find the channel and all of our streams at Twitch.tv/Mimics/Letter-N/Monstrosities, and all other information regarding where you can find us on the internet can be found in the episode descriptions. The intro music to all of our future episodes of Beneath the Tide is performed by Ross Bugden. And a huge thanks to CD Projekt Red, and eventually in the later episodes, Blizzard, for giving us the rights and permission to use the music from The Witcher 3 and World of Warcraft. So, thank you. You're listening to Beneath the Tide, episode 56, Frostbitten. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to episode 56 of Beneath the Tide, and hopefully an episode that is actually more than an hour and a half, <laughs> and hopefully we can actually tell a story this week. Um, now, since before we begin, well, as always, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbeating, too, make some monstrosities and listen to the first 55 episodes of this campaign, Beneath the Tide. Woo! And you can also listen to the backlog of Demystifying DMing. Yeah. I can tell you what the next episode will be. I don't know when it'll be, but I can tell you what it'll be. Okay. Uh, know that magic. I've talked about this before. Yes. Yeah. Guys and magic for DMs. Yeah! And I think I'll be also uploading the backlog of all of the other campaigns to the podcast channel, too. Just because. Why not? It's quarantine. Yeah, it's quarantine, and I have nothing to do. Cause I, People are thirsty for the quarantine content. I don't have a job right yeah. now, so... But I'm still getting paid. Nice. Anyways, um... 2,000 bucks. Anyways, besides that, um... Also, if you're looking for a really good food recommendation, kanji. Anyways. Oh, it's so good. I ordered some today. The best thing I've ever had in my life. Anyways. Let's get going. Last time on Beneath the Tide... Because there's not much to recap on this one. You guys got some massive turtle-like creatures called Tortelodons from a kobold stable master without any legs who was levitating all around the place. And you set off. On said Tortelodons, during a snowfall as it was the eve of Wynocton, and Wynocton being the Christmas holiday in my world of Del Nasra. And it was the eve of essentially Christmas. And you all set out on these Sortelodons remarkably quick. It took you a bit to kind of get accustomed to them and get comfortable with them. Uh, but it was quick. Made quick friends with these strange turtle, wolf, frog creatures and began setting off towards your destination of Rotterstein Village to visit the den of the Lord of Shapes to follow this map that news had been wanting you guys to go on for quite some time. And you all had to agree that maybe going here could also aid in Leah's quest to sort of heal the fungal lich's heart, which is now sort of a withered blue husk. Um, you all made your way. Essentially, that was the session. You guys shared some details about yourselves. The characters told each other how old they were, went about what their... Uh, I always said climax was uh, their 
catalyst to get into this uh, sort of situation. And uh, that's where we're basically picking up. Unfortunately, the stream last week cut off when Henry was explaining his catalyst. So that's where we're going to pick up with Henry explaining his catalyst. Oh, well, you know, um, I think most of you already know the gist of it. Uh, no, 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 no. You tell it every time. I get to tell it this time. It's my turn. All right, fine. I suppose that's fair. All right, here's what happened. I was just sitting there, minding my own business, hanging out by the river of lava, all this, knowing that I'm going to get a contract coming along soon, I'm going to get to do some stuff, when some idiot who happens to be looking it over, some asshole lawyer, hey now, I'm mm. talking, spills ink all over the contract he's supposed to be looking over, and then I end up stuck inside his body. Parts, parts of that were um, hurtful. And I believe unnecessary. Hey, hey, you get to tell a story your way, I get to tell the story my way. I still, I'm, uh, I'm uncomfortable with, shut it. But hey, now, that was uncalled for. Would someone else like to step in? <laughs> um, there are, your story, actually, it highlights a certain perspective that, uh, from my own, uh, incident. Oh that hmm, may or may not lead me to certain things. Uh, perhaps I should tell you and then you might be able to help me. Uh, well, yes, yes, sure. Yeah, we're, way, we're all ears. I just believe there's some sort of furry tree creature that needs to come inside and I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, tell us. Alright, let's see. The night... Well, night of the incident, I was at a gala in Sospitza. Pretty much ballroom get-together for a nobility or not. A family of merchants, long-time merchants established the, that established the town in the first place. Uh, but, yes, I attended this gala with a, a woman I had been courting, uh, Victoria Ehrenhouse. Uh, Aaron House? Aaron House. Aaron House, oh. Yes. Uh, we had been courting each other for quite a while, and... Uh, it was the best and worst night of my life. But, long story short, we made our intentions known to each other, and... To celebrate, we retired back to my family's estate and settled in for a nightcap. I wandered around with her and gave her the tour. To my haven't we haven't wandered to my brother's study, James. He's the more studious of us. I just kind of dabbled in everything he really got down in there but I was uh, I was a little you would, you could say hammered and I, I picked up one of James's books picked it up and 
just flip to random page. Read it out loud to Victoria. Uh, thinking of it is quite the lark, because it's all mumbo-jumbo. There was nothing there. Just, uh, I won't repeat the words for certain reasons, but it was quite childish in how it was written. That's it. I read it out. Dramatically. And a portal opened up and pulled my dear Victoria through it. And she disappeared. That was the last I ever saw her. Um, and as I stood there not knowing what I saw through that portal where she did or did not go I heard a scratching sound and I, I did not know what was going on the scratching it would not would not go away it just kept scratching inside my brain uh, so I just, I checked my pockets and found a book, but I could not tell if I had always had the book or if it was something new. There's a gap. Anyway, I opened it and uh, things came messages came forward in my mind among the markings um, and you see him start to fade out and look into the distance <laughs> yeah it's it's <laughs> stuff like that that really uh really makes the holidays hard and you see, you see that none of it makes sense. It's all, it's all pointless. And he just breaks down into the kind of mentality that you'd seen before. Um, and he devolves into a state of madness. Um, um, and laughter. Uh, hey, hey, Baxter. Come here. We're we're all here. We're all talking about when knocked in, and we're all having a good time. Stay in the present. Come on, buddy. Don't think about it. Don't think about it at all. Think about. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at Ogden. We're here. All right. You're here, and you are in this village, and we aren't going to talk about this anymore. Okay. You bet. I'll do another one. And oh, you did such a good job, though. I'm gonna do it with advantage. <laughs> All I have to beat is sure. You get to do it with advantage. Like, I don't know what you what are you, what are you doing this exactly is for my own personal. Oh, thing. Okay, it's like it's like him doing uh, uh, intelligence checks to make sure that he can overcome these the the knowledge hidden within him 
as it's becoming more okay. bubbling to the surface and whether or not he can sure it. Ooh, that wouldn't do it. Uh, okay. Uh, Alright. <clears throat> oh. And you see him kind of like shake in his head. Three out four. In three out four. <sighs> right? You good? Yes. Thank thank you. Thank you. Um and he starts like looking at his fingernails and his hands and he starts like kind of picking the stuff out of them. And you hear him like kind of just picking away at it and just kind of methodically doing that for a while. The storm starts to get a little more intense. The snow starts to blow in a little more heavily. Uh, surroundings would, would uh, surroundings would essentially be heavily obscured almost with how much the snow is blowing right now. And as you guys are passing through the village, you do see a sign of this village. Uh, Baxter, this village is not familiar to you. Not in your memory whatsoever. This little yeah, village. You're not even paying there. attention. Uh, and you guys <laughs> see a sign nearby that says Lou Haven, and it's kind of askew a little bit, and there's blood splattered all over it. Uh, and it's only about 10 feet away, so you can still see it. You can see about 10 feet in front of you. Otherwise, the snow is just blowing. Um, and as you're kind of, like, pushing through the village, these uh, Tortelladons are moving through the village. Baxter on his Phantom Steed. Um, at this point, it'd be get to, getting towards the hour mark, so the Phantom Steed would start to fade a little. Um, you guys see bodies kind of scattered in the road. Looks like they might have been torn apart, but they're all very frozen, but you can see points where they their limbs have been torn free from their bodies, and the blood in that is kind of frozen, like bloody snow cones, and the parts are just kind of scattered in the road. Children, women, men, oh. all just in the streets, like, like they were mauled by something. Uh, I want to cast Mage Armor. Okay. Uh, could I also uh, su suss out the bodies? Or, like, look... Investigate a mystery! <laughs> Alright, uh, the Tartellos are still moving a little quickly, so you're investigating oh, okay. while you guys are moving, so I'll say you okay. can do so with disadvantage. Fair. Yeah, very fair. This is definitely a quick peek in the middle of a snowstorm. Um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disadvantage makes lots of sense. On the back of a moving giant tortoise. Uh, so I rolled 12 plus. Uh, this is a, a check of investigation? Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, sorry, disadvantage. Uh, sorry, I rolled a 10 as well. Uh, dirty 18. Dirty 18. <laughs> uh... <laughs> What are you trying to suss out exactly? Uh, if there's... It, 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 oh, God. I was going to say, if it was a violent crime. Uh, I want to know if it's like... If you would be able to tell the source, would I know beast, weapon, uh, demon... It definitely looks like, like it's from, like, judging, like, when you pass. 
it's not like clean cuts from any okay. blade or anything. It's more like rending and tearing. Oh. Uh. And just a reminder. Uh, yeah, Baxter is on the Phantom Steed, which we'll probably need to get recast very momentarily, very soon. Uh, the red Tortella on Seafoam has Leah steering it, Ogden, Eclipse, and Henry. Uh, and the magenta, or the turquoise colored Tortella on Magenta has Monkfish controlling with Ash and Joseph. Yeah. Uh, so, so they were they were ripped apart. And Ash and Joseph are down in the portable hole too. That's right. So if Ash is hearing this, he's going to be like, hey, uh, why don't we uh, take inventory of my inventory down here? Okay. And, like, go down to the hole where they can't see out of it and, like, keep his focus on something else. Okay. And Baxter's just going to start um, virtually casting as, you know, ten minutes. Okay. Um, just to try and get it back up again before it fails. Okay. Uh, virtually casting... Phantom Seed. Oh, Phantom Seed. Oh, cool. Uh, Eclipse is gonna lean over Ogden's shoulder and just ask, what do you think did that? Uh, it's something, uh, that could, uh, rip someone in half, so, uh, um, maybe we, um, maybe we grab snacks in the next town. Perhaps. Everybody on top of the Tortelodons make perception checks with disadvantage. Because of the, obs the heavily obscured snowstorm. I'm not sure there's going to be a next town. I'm guessing Ash doesn't get to make one because he's specifically trying to stay out of Correct. sight with Joseph. Yeah. Yep. That is a 13 for Eclipse. 13. Okay. Uh... 14 for Baxter. 14. Right, Henry. Henry gets to make one. It's a hot, hot 11. 11, 11 for Leah. 11. Oh, boy. I rolled real bad. <laughs> um, anyone who got above an 8, <laughs> yes. I rolled so bad. Henry uh, did not. Kind of in front of the path, you see what it's looks seven. like a creature that might be 10 feet tall. Kind of slink across the road. You can't see much. It's like they blend in with the snow. But you see piercing blue eyes, and it just kind of disappears in the snowstorm as it kind of crosses the road in front of you. Uh, Is it humanoid or more bestial? You couldn't tell from the blowing snow. You just saw blow the glowing blue eyes right. kind of like lumbered across the road. Okay. Oh, Leah, Leah, hold up a little bit. Did you see? Did you see that in the road? No, Ogden. There's the road. There was the bodies. I just saw a lot of snow. Oh, yeah, well, uh, there were eyes in the snow. Are you sure there just wasn't some dropped acorns or something, Octon? No, they were bright blue and glowing. You hear, like, a snarl coming from, like, the left, about maybe ten feet away. And apparently it makes that sound. Uh, There's me trying to do a bestial snarl and it came out like a velociraptor. Um... <laughs> And you kind of see, into your left, you see a pair of blue eyes, but yeah, 10 feet away, just staring, unmoving. And then more of these blue eyes kind of appear in the blowing snow. Oh! Uh, about six pairs of eyes total, just kind of looking, unmoving, at the, at you and on the Tortelodons. Uh, Baxter? 
He seems how, to be picking at his nails. How much longer do you need? Mortal distractions can save your mind when confronted with the macabre reality of the cosmos. Well, um, I think uh, you have a bit of a bigger distraction at the moment. Uh, so maybe you climb on top of that other Tortelodon and we get the fuck out of here. And the eyes get closer and as they kind of get within view you see these about ten foot tall wolves. White fur, glowing like blue eyes. There's kind of like cold mist kind of coming out of their nose, their nostrils, out of their snout and their mouth. I need everybody to roll initiative. What's going on out there? You can hear the. You can probably hear the snarling from like the pack of wolves. Oh dear. Do you want me to fight Ash? Sir? Nope. Stay in here. Stay okay. in the hole. Stay in the hole. <laughs> I can do it. I got oh, to it. Righty. What did Eclipse get for initiative? Oh boy. It's not great, but it's a plus eight for a fifteen. Fifteen. Ash. Dirty twenty. Ogden Boone. Uh, not the worst. Uh, seventeen. Excellent, Leah. Seven. Seven. Uh, just you know, those of you who are steering uh, the tortoise, the tortellinos—that's you and uh, monkfish. If you want to steer them and continue to steer them, that is an action to use them. Uh, Henry, what'd you get for initiative? Natural twenty for a twenty-two. And Baxter. Ooh. I got a 13. 13. Both of my characters have advantage on initiative. All right. Henry is the first, <laughs> first one up. You see these wolves within 10 feet. The snow is heavily obscuring them, so currently all attacks are with disadvantage. All right. So, yeah, as usual, and as soon as, like, danger is happening, Carnifex takes over and the, ma the flail just bursts out of Henry's arm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And let's... Go. No, not at that these one. wolves, these massive, ten-foot-tall, hulking wolves of yeah. just like snow-white fur, blue eyes. Mm -hmm. Are any of them like bunched up close to each other? Uh, they appear to be in groups of two. So two on the left, two ten feet ahead of you guys, two on the right. Okay. Um, Henry. So there's ten, is... ten feet to, to, to get an idea. Ten feet to the left. Ten feet. Ahead, ten feet to the right. Okay. Um. <clears throat> All right. Henry is going to cast a spell with his action. Okay. Uh, action. He is going to cast fly <laughs> on himself and the two tortellodons. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. 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 Hold on tight. Mm-hmm. So he lifts up, and like they lift up underneath him. All right. Anything else? Was that a Space Jam message? Reference? Yes. Yes, it was. Let's <laughs> um, watch that the other day. Anything else, Mister Lofferton? I do not believe so. No. That no bonus action. So okay, that is Henry's turn. All right. That'll bring it to Magenta, the Tortelladon Magenta, which is on the back. Monkfish, Ash, and Joseph. Tortelodons are incredibly territorial and predatory, so it is going to oh dear, lumber towards the closest pack to it and make a bite attack on one of these wolves. 
Fun fact, Tortelodons have pack tactics. So while you guys are on the back, advantage... Well, it's disadvantage because the tank was just a straight attack roll. Um, but uh, it's going to bite one of these winter wolves. Oh, for a 13 to hit, that's a 3 plus 10. Nah. Uh, which does hit one of the wolves. So it like, lunges forward, and you guys see this massive like turtle-like mouth with fangs chomp into like the shoulder of this winter wolf and like, shake it around. Uh, that's a lot of damage, though. Because these things are... Huge creatures, these uh, Tortellodons. <laughs> 18 piercing damage to that Winter Wolf. Uh, and that's Magenta's action. Uh, intelligence of. Well. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. What's the fly speed? Uh, fly speed is 60 feet. All right. Uh, Magenta is going to lift off the ground 10 feet. So she will get, she will get, the Winter Wolf will get an attack of opportunity against her, but she can still bite within 10 feet. But the Wolf Winter Wolf cannot reach her if she's 10 feet in the air. So he's just going to okay. lift up 10 feet. It will get an attack of opportunity on her. Oh, no. Natural 20. Yay. So she it, it leaps up and bites Magenta's like underside. Uh, Tortellons have a lot of hit points, so she's gonna be fine anyway. Uh, so like chomps on the lower half of Magenta. You hear Magenta like go like, let out like a. Uh, and that will be to Magenta. She's gonna be fine, guys. Uh, <sighs> It's 26 piercing damage, Oof. but she's she has 231 hit points, so wow. she's fine. Yeah, these things are mm -hmm. monstrous. Oh, and it must succeed on a strength saving throw, or she gets knocked prone, but she's flying. But you can't be knocked prone if you're flying, so... Oh god, will she roll? <laughs> uh, that is a strength saving throw, 13 plus 12. Yeah, that succeeds. Okay. So she just stays, <laughs> stays and just bucks the winter wolf off. Uh, that'll bring it to Ash. All right. Ash is going to climb up out of the hole. Mm -hmm. I forget. Am I on magenta or the other one? You are on magenta. Okay. So Ash, like, climbs up out of the hole and, like, and sees the winter wolf just, like, drop down beneath us. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to take out Lore Weaver. I'm going to bonus action rage and then take out Lore Weaver and make two attacks because it's got 10-foot reach. That's right. So, first attack, 24. 24 definitely hits. Second attack, uh, 23. Definitely hits. You just stab, okay. stab. Down with Lore Weaver. So, that's what, real quick. Just double check. Remember what my rage bonus is to damage that much. Okay. 13 damage on the first hit. Nice. 14 damage on the second hit. 27 total. Oh, nice. That one is looking somewhat bad. Okay. And that's Ash's turn. Alrighty, that'll bring us to Joseph, who's just gonna stay in the hole and go, Can I leave yet? No, you turn. can't leave. No, stay down there. Ogden Boone on the back of the other turtle, Tortelodon. Turtle. <laughs> Can you get off my back, please? Yeah, you're on Seafoam, the red Tortelodon, and it's your turn, Ogden Boone. Uh, great. Uh, two wolves to your left, two wolves to your right, two wolves... Yeah, because the Tortellodons are kind of marching 
single file, actually. So the wolves that are ten would actually be 20 feet ahead of you. Um, oh no, Tartalons are big. 15 feet long. So the, the two wolves that are in front of Seafoam are about like 35 feet away, rather. Okay. But you have 10 of... There, there's two on either side of you. 10 feet away. You said there too. I'm sorry. I was listening, but I thought that you, that was that the end of it. A oh, uh, two wolves uh, to the left, ten feet away. Two wolves to the right, ten feet away. And then two to the north, about thirty-five feet away, because they're in front of the other Tortellodon. Oh, okay. Um... Which you can't actually see because of the blowing snow. So. Oh, then yeah, I'm gonna light. I'm gonna light them up. Uh, fire, fireball, please. Uh, uh... Oh, sorry, puppy. Firebolt or fireball? Uh, fireball. Uh, whereabouts? Uh, I'm going to um, go past them so that the center of the ball is near the middle to the back of their haunches, so it blows them apart. Okay. Uh, and which, uh, which ones? And, are you, which ones are you going after? The ones on the left or the right? Because you can't see the ones to the north. Yeah. Uh, then I'll go to the ones on the left okay. because that's the side of the stirrup I'm in, okay, if I'm cool. not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'll. Yeah. I'll. Nice. Fire over that. Over that direction. Uh, with a fireball at. Uh, uh, third level. Okay. Yeah, so just a... So deck saves, right? That is correct. Yeah, yeah. All right, Give me that deck save. The first Winter Wolf on that side got a 16, and the okay. second one got a 3. Okay, so it's at 16, so that one takes half. Yeah, the first one and takes then... half, the second one takes four. So, oh, boy. You guys are like... There's like a flash of like heat amidst the cold, and you can see a fireball. It just detonates behind two of these Winter Wolves, and it just engulfs them in flames. Yeah. Is anybody down for some Shishka Wolf? Hmm. Ooh, always prep your dice, kids. Always prep your dice. I don't know who I'm calling kids. Oh, God. I'll do it quickly. So that was a fireball that's 8d6. Yep. Yep. And I was grabbing out 68. What a fun thing, this uh, gathering dice. Do 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 That's all I think I'm going to be doing this turn. So if we want to move on to the next person, I can give you damage. Yes. Yeah, because I I'm sorry. I'm trying to get all my dice. Do it. Embarrassed. Come on, eight, eight, eight. There we are. Got eight. Okay, three, eight. Time seems to slow down. The 14, 15, <laughs> 25, 27 damage. Nice. You're like a yelp as one of the wolves is severely burned, but still pretty much okay. And the other one will take 13. Okay. Anything else I'll do is this fireball. 
how close am I to Leah? Leah, like five feet. You guys are like uh, the same back of the same. Yeah. Oh, you can't do two spells in one turn, right? Uh, you can if it's a bonus. If the cantrip. If one's a cantrip. Oh, if one's a cantrip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one's a bonus action. Yep. Okay, so I don't think there are cantrip bonus actions, are there? No, not, not with the ones. So, no, not with the ones that I have. I was going to. Yeah. So yeah, then I'm. Then that will end my turn. Okay, that'll bring us to Eclipse, who is also on the back of Seafoam. Hmm. All right. Um. Two on each side. Yep. Ten feet away. Yep. And you, from where you are, you can't see the ones that are in the very front. Okay. And Ogden just fireballed the ones on the right? The ones on, on the, the left. left. On the left. Yeah. Cool. Because that's the side I'm sitting on. Okay. You're sitting on oh, the yeah. Side. Yeah, we're alternating. Great. Um, I guess then in that case, I'll stand and try to jump to one of the ones on the right. Give me an acrobatics check with disadvantage because of the blowing snow. You can't really see that well. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Good thing I'm very good at acrobatics. 14? 14. Okay. You jump off the back of this tortellidon in the blowing snow, and you just pray you're jump reaching for the right spot, and you land prone on the back of one of these winter wolves. Okay. Uh, then I'm gonna stand up and you're, start... You're, you're standing on the back of the winter wolf? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Or actually, I'm gonna kneel. I'm gonna, okay. like, one knee down, one, okay. one foot up. Uh, and then I'm gonna take dagger and short sword into the shoulder blades. Okay, I'll like, say... Like, in between the shoulder blades. I'll say straight attack roll, because you're on it. Mm-hmm. So no disadvantage from the blowing snow. So you're essentially just on top of it. Yeah. Alright, uh, first one with the dagger is a an 18. 18 hits as you sink the dagger into its like, mm-hmm. shoulder. Just... Alright, um, what is that? D4 plus now 5D6? Mm-hmm. Let me just double check that. It should be 5D6. Yeah, it's 5D6 now. Two, nice. Three. Up, though. Four. <laughs> five. Six. Four. Ten. Twelve. Sixteen. Eighteen. Nineteen. Plus. Six. Or twenty-five points of piercing damage. Ooh, nice. Just. All right, and short sword. Bonus action mm-hmm. um, is a 25. Definitely is, as you stab, stab into the back. Yeah. Leap through the air, and you guys see like clip leap through the air and kind of disappear into the snow, and you hear the sound of like two blades just sink into flesh. Is Eclipse becoming Riddick? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> that body, he's just so many muscles. <laughs> um, 
That's seven damage. Seven damage. Piercing. Okay. Yeah. Sink. Anything else? You're on the back of this winter wolf now. Uh, I'm just gonna hold on for dear life if I can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I understand okay. that may be too many actions. There but... wasn't. There wasn't a grapple check, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, that'll bring us to Baxter Orenstein gonna... von Huxley the Fourth. Question. Yeah. What's up? Can I leave my blades sunken in and use those as supports? Sure. Great. Yeah, we'll bring it to Baxter. You're on the. You are on your own mount in the front, so you can see the two wolves directly in front and the ones on either side. Alright. Uh, is there one that... Are, do any of the ones that I've seen... Are are any of them damaged? Uh, the ones in the very front? No. Okay. But the ones on... Uh, two on the left that are... Okay, wait, there wouldn't be 10 feet behind. The ones on the left right would be 10 feet behind you. They'd be like 20 feet. So the ones on the left are 20 feet behind you, the ones on the right are 20 feet behind you, so you can't see them because of the blowing snow. Okay. A ten foot. So you only see the ones in front of you, and the ones in front of you are totally unhurt, unharmed. Oh. Neat. Hmm. Damn, well, that could change things. Um, I need to write down that I need to remember. This is heavily obscured. Yeah, I'm going to bonus action hex uh, the one on the left. Okay, so the one on the front on the left. Alrighty. So it Eldritch. is hexed. Yeah, Eldritch Blast. Pow, pow. Eldritch Blast. Same one? Yes. Okay, go for it. Uh, so that's a 28 to hit oh that definitely hits and oh is this with disadvantage oh uh, yes because of the blowing okay. heavily obscured and the other one storm. i rolled an 18 again so 28 to hit again hits so and i'm just gonna roll both of them yeah okay okay uh and the second one henry hears the familiar sounds of eldritch blast being cast wait a minute uh, i know that sound 27 to hit. 27 hits. I rolled it really well. Uh, okay, so that means... Uh, oh, that means this. So, uh, so that's... 10 plus 7, 17... Alright, so that's 26 damage to that wolf. Oof, nice. Just poof, poof, two Eldritch Blasts slam into like the maw of this wolf. Just and I did, the, I did the extra d6 of hex damage for each one. Okay, cool. Anything else, Baxter? Uh, no. He's, I mean, he... Yeah, we'll say that he's kind of locked up, so he's not really gonna move anywhere, because he's okay. like still kind of... He's not technically surprised but he's a little off guard and not um in the right mindset okay. for the situation that'll bring us to the two wolves on the right who are looking right at magenta who is, is 10 feet in the air but one of the wolves that's been hurt pretty bad by ash is going to look up and that cold mist is going to coalesce in its jaws and it's going <sighs> to a 15-foot cone of cold breath is going to hit magenta, and then everybody on 
Magenta to make dexterity saving throws, please. Oh dear. And Magenta. Oh no, Magenta. <laughs> magenta got a oh, Magenta got a twelve? That's not great. Alrighty, so so Magenta succeeds. Uh what did who's on Magenta? What did Leah get? Dex save. Oh wait, no, Leah, you're not on Magenta. I just I'm need on sea breeze or sorry. Seafoam. Yeah, I just need monkfish, ash, and monkfish and ash to make the deck saves. Actually. Yep. Oh, monkfish failed. No, monkfish is a monk. He probably succeeded. Plus, he's got evasion, right? So he can just not take any damage. Low. Ash got a. Ash got a sixteen. Sixteen is a success. You take half damage. Mm-hmm. Monkfish got a. 16, so again, half damage as well, but I believe he has evasion as a monk. I think monks do at this point, yeah. 10th level monk. Yep, so no damage for him whatsoever. But Ash and Magenta both take dice. You know, like Caleb said, prepare your dice. <laughs> Prep your dice, kids. <laughs> Especially when you panic prep and start prepping 68s instead of 86. So Ash and thing, Magenta right? would take 18 points of cold damage, but they both take 9. Okay, I'm going to roll uh, Ancestral Protectors uh, or Spirit Shield on Magenta. So I'm going to have a... Uh, I'm going to have one of my Ancestors reduce that by 12. So no damage. To, so none to magenta, okay. and I take half because of my cold resistance. Yep, so you take four. Four. And that wolf does not recharge its cold breath. Cool. Uh, the other winter wolf in that pack is going to race, use its full movement of 50 feet, and get to the other Tortelodon, and it will run... Yeah, it's like... 20 feet to get to the Tortelodon. And I'm going to have it make an acrobatics check to see if it can jump on the back of the Tortelodon. Is Eclipse on either of those? No. Nope. Because she jumped no. to the right. No, no, okay, no. it's another these, these set are... of two. Oh, wait, the right ones? Yeah. These are the right I ones. I jumped right. Okay. So, so I jumped the... right. So this is the one you're on the back on. The back on the... Oh, fun. Cool. It's going to jump onto the back of that Tortelodon. Natural 20 acrobatics check. So it, with its jump and its movement, lands on the back of this Tortelodon. And that means it is on seafoam looking at Leah, Ogden, and Henry. And it is going to make a bite attack on... <laughs> Little Henry. Oh. It's going to lunge towards its jaws. Uh, no pack tactics, because it's not near the other wolf. Uh, ooh, at 17 plus 6 to hit. Oh, yes, that hits. So this wolf lunges on the back of the Tortella, and you guys see Eclipse, like, flailing on the back of it, holding onto her blades. <laughs> Lands on the back of this Tortella, and it bites into Henry's, like, shoulder. Because it's pretty ah! big. It's big. Um, that's 13 points of piercing damage. Ouch! And I need Henry to make a strength saving throw. As it oh, dear. lunges on the back of this turtle, Tortellodon, this massive, like, massive wolf. Just, yeah. All right, strength save, minus one. 
11. Let, Henry is knocked prone as this wolf just lunges and knocks him to the ground and starts shaking him around on the back of his tortilla. Ah! Like uh, <laughs> and that'll bring us to the wolves on the left that just got nearly incinerated by uh, Ogden's fireball. And that one is going to coalesce the cold breath in its mouth. And these are the ones that are standing also beside uh, Seafoam. And that one is going to launch out its cold breath. So I need... Leah Ogden, Leah, because Eclipse is on the back of this one. Leah Ogden, Eclipse, and Henry all to make dexterity saving throws. Oh, oh dear! No. Does being prone give me a disadvantage on that? Uh, let me check. I don't think so. I think that's restrained. Um. Or do I have cover? Uh, you know, you still get hit, uh, okay. but no disadvantage. Okay. Uh, what kind of check, Dex? Dex, check? please. 26 for Eclipse. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know I'm rolling that hot 13. Nice. 19. 19. Uh, Henry. Um, let me check. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Everyone who got... So the cold damage would have been 19, but everyone succeeded on the DC, so everyone only takes... Uh, run it down. Nine points of cold damage. Oh, good. Because this cold breath just coalesces over the back of... Oh, yeah, Seafoam needs to make one. That's a success, so she takes nine as well. Got the uh, sweet, sweet evasion. Does cold uh, resistance mean that's halved? Yes, so sweet. that nine would be halved to a four. Imagine Octoboom just... Yep, to a four. With the staff. Uh, and then see if that recharges, which it does not. Uh, the second wolf on the left... Is also going to attempt to get on the back of this tortellidon. Uh which it barely does. It's kind of like gripping on the side. Its claws like about to slide off like like uh what's his name? Mufasa from the Lion King. Mufasa. Ah! Uh, and it's going to uh. it's going to lunge out and try to bite Ogden Boone. Mm-hmm. And pack, uh pack tactics. It has pack tactics? Yep. Don't even worry about rolling it though. Okay, it lunges forward, and whiff. Oh, wait. What are you? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. No, you were. Yeah. I no. mean, it said you said whiff, and I was waiting respectfully because I missed. I wasn't fast enough. Yeah, you were. Oh, okay. So well, it just guy... its jaws lock in place, like the bite never would have even happened. Great. And that'll bring us to Leah steering. The currently stationary seafoam. So are we are we saying that I used a portent on that? I just for uh yeah. Clarity's sake. Great, thank you. Awesome. So just just so this is in my mind. So Leah is driving. Yes, yeah, your right action now. to continue to drive it. Ogden's right behind me. Mm-hmm. Then it's the two wolves. On the back, yeah. On the back, and then Eclipse is on the back of that last wolf. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to. Mm-hmm. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. Oh no. Oh no, but that would hurt Ogden too. Oh, ay ay ay. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> Uh, okay. What kind of hair-brained scheme? Oh, dang. 
So you said you can cast a spell and a cantrip. If it's a bonus, as long action. as as long as the spell is a bonus action. Okay, okay, I see what you mean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Leah's just gonna like turn around and kind of just like, what the hell? like what? And she is going to at the one that's right behind Ogden cast blight at fifth level. Okay. Take care of the guy behind me, Fox. That is a con save of constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, 21. Okay, so he's gonna take half damage. So you, like, lean back and shoot out your hand this, like, bolt of, like, necrotic blightness. Blightness? Hmm. There's, like, a flash of potatoes. It's a word. There's a flash of potatoes. And it slams into the face of this winter wolf. I just watched something on the blade, the potato blade, so. Anyways. Because <laughs> I'm exciting. Quarantine brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One second. Time slows down. 46 halved, so... Uh, 23. 23. Points of necrotic damage. Damn. Damn. Just hits it in the hits it in the face. <clears throat> Let's see if it actually stays held on. Uh, 14. Yeah, it barely hangs on to the side of this Tortelodon. So, can... So for my reactions, would that have to be... Um, I want to use my Halo of Spores reaction, and when they start... Reaction, I think it... you have to do it on another creature's turn. Okay, so once it's once it starts their next turn, then I can do it. Let me check, because I think you need to be wild-shaped to do Halo Spores, don't you? Um, no. It's just one reaction. Yeah. It's not as effective, I think. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking of. Or it's it's a uh, different it's a different damage. I'm yeah. thinking of the original, uh, Sporter. Okay, yeah, you'd have to do it as a reaction. Okay. So not on your turn, kind of thing. Okay, and everybody is still good for. Uh... Oh yeah. Everybody is great. Anything else? Um. Nope. Okay. That'll bring us to the two wolves in front of Baxter. And the one that got hurt by Baxter, its mouth is also going to coalesce. And a 15-foot cone of cold breath at Baxter. Baxter needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds so terrified by that thought. He knows the true terrifying nature of reality. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Uh, you said dexterity saving throw? Yep. That's a 10. 10 is a fail. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, buddy. Baxter takes 18 points of cold damage as his yeah. breath just... Okay. Coalesces around him. I'm going to do a concentration check. All right. It does not recharge. Yeah. That one does not recharge its cold breath. Which I can do at advantage. Okay. I still maintain concentration. Alrighty, and the second winter wolf in front of you is going to 
jump and try to bite you and pull you off the horse. Okay. Uh, pack tactics, those other ones there. Uh, that's a 22 to hit. Uh, sorry, I know you did pack tactics. Uh, for my reaction, I can give them disadvantage. But okay, so I don't know how that would be a straight work. attack roll. Yeah. So I take, I take, I, I would take the, you can do it if you want. The first one was a 15 plus 6 to hit. Oh, okay. With advantage of booze, a 16 plus 6. Yeah, it's, no, it's alright. Okay, so it lunges up in the air and bites you kind of on the midsection, mm -hmm. and you take 8 piercing damage and need to make a strength saving throw or get knocked prone and pulled off the horse. Okay. You said strength saving throw? Correct. That's going to be a fail. Let's see. Yeah, so 11. Okay, yeah, so you, it leaps up, bites you in the midsection, and pulls you off the horse, and okay. you are prone on the ground. Okay, and I'm going to make a concentration check for that one. All right. It was eight piercing damage, by the way. Okay, and I succeed on the concentration check. Okay, that'll bring it to Seafoam, who can't reach any of the wolves on its back. Nice. Uh... So Seafoam is going to fly 60 feet straight in the air. Just up in the air. And pray that you all can knock the wolves off. So Seafoam, which means that Leah, Ogden, Eclipse, and Henry are all now 60 feet in the air, along with the winter wolves that are on it. The three winter wolves, the one that Eclipse is on, the one that has Henry prone, and the one that's barely holding on. And that'll finally bring us to Monkfish, who got last in the initiative order. So, wow. Is a monk crazy? Yeah. Monkfish on the back of Magenta is going to not do anything because it doesn't have any reach stuff. Just be like Riddick. Leave uh, <laughs> <of> faith. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nah. WWRD. He's going to <laughs> stay up here because, yeah, that's his turn. Because I don't know. That'll that's not what us, Riddick would do. That'll bring us to Henry. You're prone underneath this winter wolf, and the tortellone has gone 60 feet up in the air. All right. Uh, how many creatures are within five feet of Henry? Like allies or wolves? Any. Uh, three wolves, and then Eclipse, Leah, and Ogden. So, oh, they're all within five feet of me? Yeah, so six. Okay. On the back of this, like, 15, 15 oh, square foot? Or, like, it's yeah. 15 mm -hmm. feet long, 20 feet tall. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Then so I good. will not do... Actually... Um, so... Henry is prone underneath this thing, right? Correct. Is it is it like open sky behind it, basically? Is it standing on... Yeah, like blowing, blowing snow, yeah. Okay. Can Henry... Since Henry has fly cast... Oh, I should actually make the concentration check for fly. Oh, yes. When I made the... Oh. When he got right. hit. So yeah, he wouldn't have he gone up 60 feet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let okay. me just double check that real quick. Almost forgot. That's important. DC 10. 
Yeah, I got a yeah, I got a seventeen. We're good. Oh yeah, so sixty feet up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very good. Um, all right. So here's what Henry would like to do. Wolf's like this on top of him. Yep. Can he just like hover up a bit and then just like slide out, like just straight arms and legs, just slide out from underneath it and then pop up behind it? I'll say, give me a dexterity check. Okay. Just see if you can maneuver that. Ma- maneuver between its legs? Yeah. yeah pretty okay. much zero G. <laughs> uh, 14. Yeah. Okay. So just... Yep. Cool. All right. So Henry moves up behind it. And then now that he's just adjacent to that wolf, uh, he's going to activate Cloak of Flies. Okay. So just buzzing insects just start swirling around him. Actually, no, that's right. I read, I change, I change how it looks for Henry. Uh, green, like, infernal, green, like, infernal letters are just, like, floating around him like they just floated off a page. Nice. Uh, that will do poison damage on the start of its turn, and he's gonna hit it twice with the flail. Go for it. Crit on the first one. Nice. Max damage plus roll damage. That includes modifiers. Sweet. And then, uh, 24 on the second. Both hit. Just. Sweet. So, 16 damage on the first hit. Oh, gross. Okay. That was the crit. And then 8 on the second. Nice. That one is barely standing up. It's like like limping a little bit. Okay. And then that's the end of Henry's turn. He's just like floating behind it. Okay. That'll bring us to Magenta, where Monkfish, Ash, and Joseph are. Technically, Joseph is in the portable hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Magenta is just gonna lean over. Oh wait, those wolves that she was biting at are on her on Magenta's are on Magenta's are on Seafoam's back now. Um, fuck it, fuck it. Magenta, or yeah, sorry, Magenta is going to fly fifty feet up, and then Whoa. ten feet to the left, and get within range of Seafoam and bite. What, the wolf that's barely holding on. Four. A. Oh, yeah. That's a 27 to hit. And <laughs> bites into the back of this wolf on the back. That is 25 piercing damage. And that wolf is, if I'm looking at the correct one, yeah, that wolf is grabbed in the jaws of uh, Magenta, and Magenta just kind of like shakes that wolf around and just tosses it away as his limp body just sails through the air. Nice, dead. Uh, and now, uh, yeah, now Ash can see Ash and Monkish can now see Leah, Ogden, Eclipse, and Henry. Cool. Are there still two wolves on there is. Comes back? There's the one that eclipses dug into and there's another one that's kind of uh hanging out all right uh ash is gonna hop over onto seafoam real quick uh give me a acrobatics check okay oh are we not like right next to each other no no, no. there's still a little bit of a gap oh, okay oh wait no I'm... acrobatics check because of the blowing snow and everything okay can i reach the one that is uh that can i reach the one that clips isn't on from uh, magenta. Uh, no. Okay, it's then kind of tr- like on the other side of magenta. Or I'm gonna tr- try and hop over. Let's go. Yep. I got a twelve. 
12. You land, but you land prone. Okay, do I know if moving to stand up? Yes. Okay, I'm going to get up. All right, well, and I'm going to take the shove action on the one that is doesn't have eclipse on it. Nice. That is a strength check, correct? Contested strength? Athletics. Yeah. Contested athletics, okay. So that one is the, the one. The grapple master is back. Yeah, the one that was pinning Henry. Mm-hmm. The one that is, like, nearly dead. <laughs> Wait, no, didn't Magenta kill that one? No, Magenta killed the one that was hanging on the side. Oh, that oh, one. Oh, okay. nice. The yeah. one that bit me? Yeah. Or tried uh, to bite me? That is a 22. Saltines. 20 what? Sorry, I didn't hear the second number. Oh, sorry, 22. 24. Oh. So you push it off the... Just land and just kick it. And it takes 66 of bludgeoning damage as it falls, because it's 60 feet up. Mm-hmm. It has six hit points, but I don't want to roll the dice anymore. <laughs> 25 points of bludgeoning damage it just slams into the ground and is dead nice and then second attack with swing around lore weaver at the one that eclipses on yep that and because they're within five feet it's not disadvantage on the attack rolls okay uh that's a 20 to hit because these are also melee attacks uh 20 hits cool that is 14 points of damage Alrighty. You and stab then, into it and it whimpers and it's still holding on. Bonus action. Yeah. Cold snap. Okay. With the with the offhand. Yeah, go for it. Because you can dual wield uh martial weapons. Yep. That's a fifteen to hit. Fifteen does hit though. Okay. You bring cold snap down. So that is four points of piercing damage. Okay. And then I'm going to give you the cold damage separately because I'm guessing it matters. Oh, okay. It's immune to cold damage. Oh, it's completely immune. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I just like stab into it and then just like icicles appear across it and do nothing. Yep. Then just snarls at you like, but it looks like it's about to die. Anything Fantastic. else, Ash? Uh, nope. That was everything. Joseph's like, I think I threw up in here. It's all right. We'll clean it. You can clean it up later. <laughs> That'll bring it to Ogden Boone. There's one more wolf on this Tortelodon, the one that pinned... Uh, Henry, or no, the one that eclipses on. Uh, I am going to cast Firebolt at that okay. mean. And it's five feet. Front, it's five feet uh, in front of you, beside you, so no disadvantage on that one. Great, great. So then, yeah. Uh, ooh. So that is a sweet, sweet fourteen. Fourteen hits is the Firebolt. <laughs> Hits it square in the face, and flames kind of start to singe and burn the fur. Oh, puppy! All right, um, two tens. There we go. Uh, that is eighteen fire damage. <laughs> Hits it in the face, and the flames <laughs> cascade all across its face. And you can see the flames like burrowing into the eyes, and it just tumbles backwards off the uh, tortellodon and hits the ground with a very audible, like wet thud as its bones. With, in it. with oh. the eclipse still on it. Eclipse, uh, give me an acrobatics check, dexterity saving, th- dexterity saving throw to see if you can like get off the off the uh, tortellodon or the, off the uh, winter wolf as it falls. Uh, back off up, the wolf, get off the wolf. Oh, cool. Get off the roof. Get off the roof. <laughs> Um, 
That is a 25. 25. As it's falling, you just use the wolf as momentum and push it down. And you do like a front flip and land standing on the back of this tortellodon. On the back of Seafoam. That's what Riddick would do. Nice. (laughs) Anything else Ogden do? Uh... There are no more wolves on this tortellodon. Right. Uh... Uh... Just as a reminder to the, uh, where's Baxter? I think he's still still on the ground. Yeah, then that's, then that's all, that's all I have. Because I can't, I'm not in a position to move anybody or anything like that. So just, where's Baxter? And that'll bring it to Eclipse. And yeah, none of you have Hmm. fly cast on you, but Henry and the Tortellodons. And you're 60 Mm -hmm. feet up in the air and you can't see anything below 10 feet under the Tortellodons. Cool, cool. Um... Then in that case, I'm going to... Oh, yeah, both Tortellodons are in the sky, so everyone but Baxter are up in the sky. Yes. Yeah. And he's down there with two winter wolves, and uh-huh. I don't think there are any more up there. We've killed all the ones. Uh, there are three mm-hmm. down there. They're the one, oh. yeah, one that's still on the left side, and then there's two that are in front of Baxter. And that one on the left side has some damage on it. I don't know how much. Uh, but... it... Oh, wait, no. Because uh, I damaged... This is, I damaged... This is one, one... Sorry, not the left one. One of the right ones. Okay. One of the right ones is completely fine. I'm going to hold my action until um, one of the wolves comes into melee range with me. All right. 60 feet up in the sky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That'll bring it to Baxter then, who is prone in front of two winter wolves. So, coming to on his back in snow he just kind of blinks um he takes an object in his hand and rolls it around in his knuckles uh and does uh another eldritch blast at the um at the one he's already hexed okay at least the first eldritch blast yeah go for it uh, 15 to hit. 15 does hit, though. Poof, right in the maw of this wolf. Alright. And that is... 13 points of damage. Kill. How many? That was 13. my kill. I was, like, attacking him from the start, bro. I don't... What's Where's that coming from that someone talked about? I was! I, like, caught him to full health. Attacking him from the start, bro? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Anyways, uh, sorry, what was the damage? Uh, so it was 11 force damage and, uh, 2 necrotic damage from the hex. Okay, so 13. Alright, into the face of the winter wolf. Anything else? Alright, I'll do the other one on it as well. That's you got up from eight. you got up from prone, right? No, not yet. Okay. And that's a thirteen to hit. Uh, thirteen just hits. Oh. Okay. And that is ooh, uh, fifteen force damage and two, um, okay, necrotic damage. All right, so. Poof. All right, and you're attacking one that's that you're that that. You have hexed, right? Not the one that's yes. on top of you. Okay. Correct. Anything else? Uh, and then as a bonus action, I'm going to 
uh, use my maddening hex and both the one with the hex and the one next to it take five psychic damage. Okay. Anything else? And then he'll start to get up. Alright, so half movement stand up. Yeah. And anything else or no? Uh, no, that's bonus action, action, and movement. Okay, that'll bring us to the wolf on the right, then, that isn't with those two. And seeing that you're the only one on the ground, it will move over to you. Mm -hmm. And as it runs over, it's going to go for a bite attack against you. Okay. Oh, that's uh, uh, nine to hit. Okay, that does not hit. So, it gets, so now it's directly behind you, the other two directly in front of you. Oh, there's more of you, huh? That'll bring us right to Leah. So we're 60 feet-ish off the ground? Correct. Uh, so, okay, I'm... How much movement does the Tortelodon have? 50 feet. Or, sorry, okay. no, sorry, wrong creature, I'm looking at the wrong stat block. Uh, 60 feet, exactly. Okay. I'm... From when we, f like, flew up, yeah. uh, does she remember if the wolves were more parallel or more in front? Parallel. You never saw the wolves that were in front. Okay. Um, Leah's gonna, like, coax sea breeze, or sea foam, into uh, flying down 50 feet, so they're about 10 feet off the ground. Okay, so that's your action to do that. Yeah. So it goes down 50 feet, 10 feet above the ground. Uh, and your back basically, are you going straight down or are you going forward a little bit? Uh, forward, like slightly, not like okay. super far forward. So you can just see the back of Baxter and the wolf behind him and the glowing eyes of two in front of him about, uh, f 10 feet away. Okay. Um... That's your action to control, to steer Seafoam. Okay. We're good. Okay. That'll bring us to the wolves in front of Baxter then. The one that is hexed is going to make a bite attack against Baxter. For a 16 to hit. Does not hit. Alright. The next one is also going to go for a bite attack. The one that was on top of you originally. It's going to lunge out and bite you. Oh, the first one. Should have pack tactics because they're... Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's instead a 17 plus 6 to hit. Yeah, that hits. So that's only 6 piercing damage. And then a strength saving throw. I see if you get knocked prone. You said 6? Yep. Okay. And strength saving throw. Minus 1. 16. 16. You're not knocked prone. You kind of like shrug that wolf off. Second one attacks with pack tactics for a ooh, 19 plus 6 to hit 25. That hits. Okay, you take 13 piercing damage. Alright. And strength saving throw again. 2 minus 1. So you're knocked prone as it lunges and just yeah. pushes you back down into the ground. Uh, that'll bring us to Magenta. Who is still 60 feet up in the air. 
Wait. No. I can't remember which Tortelldon goes first. Magenta goes first. Mm-hmm. Oh. Seafoam. Ten feet uh, off the ground. Sorry, I need to roll concentration for both of those hits. Yep, DC 10. Okay, I got a 19 on the first one, so now I'm rolling for the second one. And that's a 12. 12, okay. Both succeed. Um, so Seafoam, who is 10 feet above the ground now, is going to f- fly towards the wolf behind Baxter and make a bite attack against that wolf. And Pack Tactics is rolling the back of it. Oh, that is a... Tw- oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. That is a 29 to hit. Don't piss these things off. Uh, 23 piercing damage to the wolf immediately in the back, which has not taken any damage yet. And now you're all kind of on the ground. Uh, those of you that are on Seafoam, so that's Leah, Ogden, Eclipse, and Henry, and Ash now, mm-hmm. uh, on the back of Seafoam. On the ground, you can see Vax, you can see the wolves, you can see that he's been knocked prone by one of these wolves. Uh, now to bring it to Monkfish, who is still up in the air on Magenta. And he's going to be, ah, uh, fuck, you can hear him scream, ah, fuck it, up there. <laughs> and he's got, he's got slow fall, so... Uh, let me see, actually. Uh, the, um, am I within range of one of the wolves? Oh, you, uh, it's five feet Where away. Where am I just up? Yeah. Uh, five feet away, yeah. So can I take my reaction? Which? Held you, action? You can only reach the one that's behind Baxter. Okay, I'll go for that one. Okay, go for it. Make an attack roll. As you, the Tortellon raises forward, bites into the back of that wolf, and you lunge forward with your weapon. It's a fucking natural one. Oh no! <sighs> Wide miss. The, the, some of the snow gets okay. in your eyes, and you just okay. Cool. Uh, okay. Now back to what I was looking at. Uh, he can reduce falling damage by fifty. So he's gonna ready his sickle and leap off the back of Magenta. Need you to tether that dude like a parade float. Just whew. He la- leaps through the air, falling like a skydiver. Just, and he's going to try to... Well, he's nowhere near. Eh, whatever. He's going to make a running leap. Cool. Fall through the air. And see if he can land on the back of that wolf in front of you guys. Natural one. <laughs> Those of you on the back of, the, on the back of Seafoam, just see... Uh, just see... Um, this is his name, Monkfish. Face plant on the ground right beside you guys. Just... Uh, so you can re- reduce the falling damage by 50 because of slow fall. Monkfish? You okay? 18. It's a hand. 23 bludgeoning damage. He reduces it completely to nothing. Because the slow fall reduces falling damage by 50. He just stands up. Yep, I'm fine. Great. How's the child you abandoned up there on the giant reptile with no one to steer it? <laughs> you know, I didn't think of that. Yeah, because you're a moron. Yeah, I got a really low intelligence score. Um, okay, well. A sickle. Uh, that is... Oh, wait, hold on. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's his reaction. Oh, it says reaction, so he couldn't do that until the end of his until another creature's turn. Never mind. He's still in the air. Falling. Nah, fuck it. He's fine. Sigla attack on the wolf. For six slashing damage. From his sickle. Uh, and you know what? He's had enough. That's his turn. Um, and that'll bring it to Henry. You are... Within He's, looking distance of three wolves, two Henry from Baxter is, are, yeah. Henry is way up in oh, the Henry's air, still, still seems to fly. Henry is still 60 feet up in the air. Henry is luckily next to the pilotless Tortelladon. Yeah. He saw Monkfish jump off and just disappear. Ah! <laughs> was peeking, like, in the hole on its back. What's going on? Yeah. Ah! Henry, Henry will fly down, take the reins, and then okay. use his action, or turn off the cloak of flies so he doesn't poison the yeah so he doesn't poison the tortellodon yep. and then just to use his action to fly it down right. to ground level so it gets to 60 feet on the ground and henry you can see the other tortellodon right there in front of uh behind baxter and the three wolves and then you can see monkfish kind of just on the ground standing up perfectly fine i brought this <laughs> Uh, that'll be Henry's turn. Okay, that'll bring it to Magenta, who is still in the air. No, no, you're on it. That's right, Henry's on the air. Magenta. Magenta is going to move forward and then bite the wolf that's... Actually, go for the wolf that's got Baxter pinned prone and bite into that one with pack tactics. Four, yes, 27 to hit. Uh, and that wolf that's over top of Baxter takes 27 piercing damage, which, yeah, bites into the back, but shakes it around a little bit, but it's still sturdy. It's still over top of Baxter. Um, that'll bring us to Ash. You are staring down some wolves. One within uh, your reach. Only one within your reach, though. Is that the one that's oh, wait, over hold Baxter? Hold on. Yeah, well, the one behind Baxter, there are two in front of him. We can only reach the one currently that is behind him. Sorry, the one that's currently what? You cut out for a second. Oh, uh, you can only reach the one that's behind him. From where oh, because we're currently. behind. Yeah. Okay. Um, is that sorry? Is that the one that hasn't pinned or? No, the one that hasn't pinned is on the left. Okay. Can I hop off the Tortellodon yeah. and like run around to that one? Easily. Okay, so I'll do that, and I'll make my three attacks against that one. Go for it. And why not? Let's make these reckless. Okay. So, first attack. Wow, I crit. All right. Max damage plus roll damage. Second attack. I'll just roll the attack rolls. That or... Uh, 25 to hit. Hits. And third attack. Is a 27. All hit. All right. Starting with the crit is 26 points of damage on the first hit. Big ol' stab right in the belly. Just, just. Second is 14 damage. Okay. And two from cold snap. Two piercing damage or two cold? Two piercing. I didn't roll the cold damage. It is barely standing. It's been like shish kebab like three times in yeah. rapid succession. And it has disadvantage on attacking anyone but me. 
All right, anything else and for it... Ash? Nope, that'll be it. All right, Joseph is going to use his action to scream out loud, bringing us to Ogden Boone. Uh, okay, so uh, what? Is, how do I assess the situation? I've got one that's it just been really messed up because it was it was pinning Baxter, yep. and that one's messed up. Yep, there's one got... directly behind Baxter who still looks somewhat okay. Oh, wait, hold on. And... Hold on. Uh, I did that damage to the wrong ritual. <laughs> Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, the one that had backs are pinned is looking real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. Ah! Yeah. The one that had backs are pinned is looking awful, 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 awful. Uh, that's the one on the left. The one kind of in front of Baxter also looks really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the one behind him looks relatively okay. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, uh, firebolt the one that's got Baxter pinned. Okay, make an attack roll, uh, from where you are, disadvantage because of the blowing snow. If you're, staying, I... if you're staying on the back of the turtle, then disadvantage, unless you move. How, how far ahead is it? About 10 feet. Oh, so it's about 10 feet, so yeah. if I get within 5 feet, that's striking distance for it? Yep, without disadvantage, yeah. I'm gonna use. Wait, hold on. Holding. Uh, I'm. Could I use? Uh, oh no, that might put Baxter in the way. I was gonna use a new spell. Uh. Okay, I'll use. Uh. Oh, yeah. I'll just use a uh, lightning bolt and get two of them at the same time. And avoid Baxter. Is there a way to avoid Baxter with that, or will he? Uh, get... You'd only get the only way you do it and not hit Baxter is getting the one yes. on the left or the one on the front. You can't get both. Mm. Okay. Uh, so I'll get the one that has uh, that looks more with it. Then I'll fire at the guy who looks more with it. So the one in the back. Yeah, I'll fire at the one in the back, and I'll use that at a fourth level, so it's 96. Okay. Uh, that's a dex save for it, but don't worry about rolling it. Sure. Lightning. So that's 96. Yep. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Dice prepped, everyone! Okay, so that is a... Oh, so many ones this time. That's annoying. 10, 23. 23. 23. Still standing. And it just kind of looks... Now it looks real bad. Mm. Uh, Hmm. Uh... I'm going to cast a... I'll just... I'll wait. Yeah. Then I've got nothing else, really. Okay. That'll bring us to... Anything else? Or is that it? Your turn? Uh, no, that's it. Just a... Cool. As the lightning strikes, Eclipse, it's your turn. Okay. Um, I would like to attempt to parkour off of Injured Wolf to one of the front wolves. You're not on any wolves. 
but like from seafoam off of park off of injured wolf to wolf one the of back. the yeah or is that i thought the wolf was to the side is it is the, that a lie the wolf in the back is the closest one okay that's the one that looks the best uh the best the, the wolf on the left and the wolf in front both look like dog shit okay then i'm gonna uh, those two are both by baxter all three are by baxter okay uh then i'm gonna try to finish off the wolf to the left okay you'd have to get off the tortellidon to reach it yeah mm-hmm. or you shoot it but up to you shooting would be disadvantaged but yeah, yeah. Nah. i'm gonna climb onto bad wolf okay Doctor Who fans? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> right. What you and Rose do together <laughs> on your own time is your business. So you're yes. parkouring? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna parkour onto Left Wolf. Okay, give me an acrobatics check to see if you can parkour. Uh, no toppings, Left Wolf. <laughs> uh... Uh, acrobatics is a 14. 14. Okay. You get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Great. You park uh, back with some wolves. Yeah. Stab it with short sword, friend. Okay. Wait, which wolf are you attacking? The left wolf. Okay. Yeah. The one that Ash brutally skewered like three times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for a 17 to... No. 16, I believe. 16 yes. will hit. Great. Alright, 5d6. Sneak attack. Don't need it, but... Hmm? No, nothing. Alright. That has four hit points. This is gonna be overkill. Um, <laughs> can I hold back my d6? Or my sneak attack? For a bonus action? Hit? I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, then the first one I rolled was a three plus five, or okay. eight total. You parkour over to it and sink mm-hmm. into it, and it drops to the ground dead. All right. Uh, then do I have enough movement left to reach Front Wolf? Yes. Okay. Then I would like to get to Front Wolf. Okay. And attack with a uh, bonus action attack with my Decker. Go for it. That is a 13 hit. 13 just hits. <sighs> Sweet baby race. Wolf, leap through the air, stab one wolf, then rush over to the other one and stab into that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Seventeen, nineteen piercing damage. Yeah, you raise over that wolf and stab into it. You get it like right in, like under the throat, and just, and that one just also drops to the ground dead, leaving the only wolf left is the one directly behind Baxter. All right. Uh, then I'm gonna go over to Baxter and offer him a hand. Mm-hmm. It'll be your action. <clears throat> uh, I'm just offering my yeah. hand. Okay. Yeah. And anything else? Uh, I'll just say, we've got your back. Yeah, he's pretty much starfished in the snow. <laughs> anything else, Eclipse? Uh-uh. And that'll bring it to Baxter. 
Ah, oh, thanks. Oh. And he'll use half his movement to stand up. Yep. Uh, there's the thing that he killed, or the thing that he had his hex on was killed, yes? Yep. So he's going to bonus action, move his hex over to the only one left. There's no other one directly behind you. Oh, there's another one of you, huh? And uh, when he puts the hex on this one, he's just going to give it disadvantage on strength save, or strength checks. Okay. Yeah, whatever that does. Uh, and then he's going to do two Eldritch Blasts on it. Okay. Uh, 17 for the first one. Hits. And 23 for the second one. Both hit. Okay. Uh, and that is... Uh, 21 force damage. Total? Okay. Uh, he is yeah, still standing nearby, nose nearby with like passive perception greater than 10. We'd probably see him like uh, knuckle juggling like a small black rod. That have you guys seen like what's it called? Venta black or whatever. That nope, where it's like a it's a, so this object that he has it's almost like a negative space as in like no light oh venta black the color venta black yeah but yeah yeah just like it's the a, blackest pigment of black they've yeah. ever made so if there was something to visualize what you're looking at here that he's knuckle juggling uh it's like this venta black rod uh, that he's just kind of rolling around uh, and fires those two Eldritch Blasts at this wolf. Alrighty. We'll bring it to that wolf then, who with its last ounce of strength with one hit point. Is it within 10 feet of me? Yes. Can I use my reaction? Sure. Uh, Halo of Spores. Uh, it has to do a con save. Uh, 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 16. Ah, it succeeds. So nothing happens? Nothing happens. All right, it's going to... It recharges cold breath. So it is going to cold breath everyone that is behind it, because where everyone's kind of gathered up. Aside from Baxter and Ashen Eclipse. So I need... Ogden, Henry, Leah, Monkfish, and the two Tortellodons to make dexterity saving throws. Oh! Ooh. Um, Genta gets a 19, and Seafoam gets a 17. 15 for Henry. 15 for Henry. That's a 4 for Ogden Boone. That is a fail. Mm-hmm. 21 oh, for Leah! That's a success. I never a... Okay. Balls. Never rolled the hex damage for those Eldritch Blasts, but that's okay. 
Uh, so. Uh, anyone who got below a 12 takes 19 cold damage. So I believe that's just Ogden Boon. And then that's halved because of the cold resistance. Yeah, so Ogden, you take 9. <laughs> and... Everybody else also takes 9? Everybody else also takes 9. And then that'll nice. bring us to Leah. Actually, no. The wolf is going to use its movement speed to try to dis not to disengage, but try to run away. So anyone around it can make melee attacks with oppor melee opportunity attacks. So that's Ash. This one? That's Ash okay. and Eclipse. Or because I have Warcaster. Yep. I can do. My so everybody attack. can make opportunity attacks. All right. So. Twenty-five. Okay. Sixteen and a twelve. Okay. Miss for Eclipse. It was a twelve. Okay. No, 11. Okay. Uh, we'll say because Ash got the higher number, he can do the uh, 25. You definitely get the attack first. Okay, wait, who's the other one that hit? Baxter with a. Uh, I mean, we could hit We could simultaneously hit it. Alright, <laughs> it has one hit point. How do you guys want to do this together? <laughs> well, Ash's plan, is, Ash's plan is yeah, he's going to see it start running. He's just going to spin around Loreweaver and just like bring it around. As like intercept its open mouth as it's running, okay, and just jam it down its throat. Right, if yeah. Baxter's coming at it from the other side. And what does Baxter do? Yeah, Baxter sees what's about to happen and he kind of just pulls his punch on it and lets it like sail away into the into the snow. Okay, and that is the end of the encounter. All the wolves are dead. Well, that was brisk. Uh, is, it, is everyone all right? We're all unharmed. I'm somewhat harmed, but I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark me down for that as well. Uh, can I start sussing out if these were the creatures responsible for the? You can probably easy, easily figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure if, like, oh yeah, this Keep was no out. boat accident. <laughs> Keep an eye out for any. Uh, it is Wynocht, and keep an eye out for any ravenous reindeer men. Oh, oh right. <laughs> and uh, so, what's up? So uh, you were saying earlier that Baxter is never doesn't know about these things. Not He's this never village. Seen them before. Well, these no, are just I mean, these the, are just winter wolves. Okay, so he knows about them. Yeah. Does he know if they're if because of their magical nature, there's anything inherent about their anatomy that would no. prove useful? No. Okay. Yeah. Nothing then. And I forget what I was saying. Sorry. Um, does anyone remember what I was saying? Uh, you were saying something after I checked and they oh, were very yeah. obvious. Uh, the Tortellodons start, like, eating... They can like whole gulps, eat, not whole gulps, but like two gulps each, kind of eating the remains of the wolves. Whoa! <laughs> uh, well, they did say they're carnivorous. Oh, you earned that appetite, sea foam. And Leah's just gonna like lovingly like give the sea foam a little pat on the head. Mm. And it like lunges towards you because it's eating, and then it goes back to eating the wolf. And the storm is still pretty. Thick and cold and blowy. 
And there's dead bodies um, everywhere. Uh, maybe we should seek shelter while our riding companions have some dinner oh. and we get out of the storm. Yes, I'll, I'll get on that. That sounds, that sounds like a good idea. And he'll start looking around. Okay, uh... You said that there was... Yeah, it's a village that's been, basically, everyone's been murdered in it, it looks like. Um, there are, like, huts and everything. Um, that said, though, because of the storm, everyone who is not resistant to cold, give me constitution saving throws. Oh, boy. Rolling good tonight. Ten for Eclipse. Okay. 18 for Henry. Okay. 30, 20 for Leo. Okay. 13. This also includes the Tortelodons. Uh, what dog didn't get? Oh, you have the. Never mind. Because of the uh, natural 20 for Seafoam and a 16 for. Um. Magenta? Magenta, and then Joseph actually needs to make one, too. All right. He's in the hole. Joseph got a 14 plus zero. He's a kid. No modifiers. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, who else? Monkfish succeeded. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. I think that's everybody. So, yeah. Anybody who... Everyone got above a 10, so you don't notice anything. It's just really cold. Ooh. So here's Above a, I... a 10 or a 10 or higher? Oh, 10 or higher. Great. So I had the thought, actually, um, about traveling, because I've got my hole on the back of that Tortelodon over there. And I was thinking, if Ogden can make the little hut on top of like where the hole is, then we could sort of turn this Tortelodon into sort of like some sort of mobile home. You're a flipping genius. Because, like, there'd, there'd be the area around the dome, but then, like, the hole in there. And then the whole hole would be climate controlled. Hmm. I don't see what could go wrong with that. I'm trying to see if the tiny hut would move. It moves with... It remains stationary. But, well, oh, yeah, because we... Okay. Because we move yeah. it... Yeah, it moves with the ship when we cast it. We, we, did, we, did, we did manage some... That was a little bit of shenanigans. Okay. Uh, I say but this, I, I, I'd, say but for, I, I'd say for this purpose, it was not moved with the Tortellabon. What if we cast a it creature, inside yeah. the hole? Because technically that's extra dimensional space and doesn't move. You can certainly try. <laughs> uh, that's, th these are all great. I could also uh, make an ice shack on top of these, on top of these guys. What, we've got some tarps here. That does sound like a little old place where we could get together. <laughs> Ice shack, baby, ice shack. Ice shack, baby, ice shack. Well, okay, uh, okay, so I've got four, I can make four walls on the edge of these turtledons. I, uh, I can make four very thick ice walls, and then we can throw something over the top, leave a little room for a chimney, build a fire in that extra dimensional space. We'd be snug as a bug in a rug. Would they be able to carry all that ice? Let 
me think about that for a second and do the math and get back to you. Tortillodons, I'll just let you guys know how much they can carry. They can carry up to 10,000 pounds of weight atop their shells, but move at half speed if the weight exceeds 5,000. All right. I doubt that's going to take up 5,000 pounds. But ice is pretty dense. Doesn't express weight here. Gonna have to do the math. <laughs> How much okay. does one square foot of ice weigh? Well, it'd be one cubic foot of ice would be the issue. Yeah, you're right. Like 50 pounds, probably. Math, the core of D and D. The Tortellodon is 15 by 20 feet, so. Wow, yeah, actually, uh, a cubic foot of, of ice weighs 57.2 pounds. That was close. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm trying to use four charges to make kind of four walls, so it'd be, that'd be, what, 228 pounds, about 230 pounds? That's what we'll say, sure. Yeah. Well, wait, how big? No, because that's a square foot. This is a magical oh. world. <laughs> <laughs> that's a square foot. Uh, multiply everything by 10. So 2,000-ish well, pounds? Well, wow. wait. How many square feet is each wall? Oh, no. How many cubic feet? <laughs> well, if, we, if, we keep it, if we keep it at a foot thick, then we don't have to worry about yeah. volume. Let's go with 2,000 pounds. Sounds good. I think that's fair. <laughs> that's a lot of ice. And I'll gradient it up a little bit. I still start whistling. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna cast it, but I'm certainly gonna get whatever survivor pack tarp up on top to try and get like a makeshift like. Okay. That whistle had a vibrato, and I was very impressed for a second. <laughs> the storm does again. It's still very uh, potent, very blinding, like just the brightness of the snow and how thick it is. So now we've so now we've got a, a fire. Uh, may we use the extra dimensional hole as a makeshift uh, sort of a fire pit? Sure. Yes, I don't see us making any headway, especially when we can't really make north or south of where we're trying to go. Yeah, this is the this is the biggest. I think our our parties ever been i want to make sure there's room for everybody do i do i do we need the tiny hut as well well wait 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 if we're hang on are we trying to keep traveling or do we want to hunker down you get the, the idea storm the storm's not going to be over anytime soon okay so trying to hunker down in on the tortellodons and and just go is probably a good idea it's probably necessary uh that's you put together yeah okay so keep moving i think so Great, sounds perfect. Yeah, yeah. We'll slow and steady wins the race. We'll uh, we'll check it out. We're riding the harnesses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not they're not slow and steady. They're quite they're quite fast. Yeah. It's about the metaphor. So Ogden and I could steer because we don't seem to be bothered by the cold. Oh yeah. Oh. Someone needs to be outside to like guide these things. They can't just like go on their own. Perfect. Perfect. And there is a visible road. You just can only see about 10 feet in front. Right. Hmm. I don't know if I necessarily trust them to like keep to the yeah, road yeah. and keep going. 
Yeah, we don't have to make uh, cold checks. Ooh, chill bros. <laughs> Does Ash still have the umbrella chill. out, or is that long gone, the parasol? Oh, no, well, he popped it in. To... It's it's in the hole. It's probably in okay. the hole. Okay. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. <laughs> oh, I get it. I shall jump in and get the parasol for when he's driving. Okay. <laughs> nice. Great. Uh, yeah, then I get it. Uh, I'm going to volunteer to drive the houseboat one. Houseboat one? Which one is that? I think we probably iced up C. No. Uh, Magenta had the hole. Yeah. Magenta had the hole. So then, yeah, we 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 moved over to Magenta then. So is everyone on Magenta then? Uh, Ashley is driving Seafoam alone. Okay. I'm gonna At least in the same. Yeah. So Ash is the only one on Seafoam. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Is Joseph wow. with Ash or no? Oh, Joseph would be in the hole. No, Joseph's in the hut. So that's on Magenta, right? The igloo mm -hmm. that we made. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so Ogden is steering Magenta. And I'll just say everybody else is on that one. Okay. And uh, Baxter, right, is Baxter still on his Phantom Steed? I was just going to ask, uh, care, to, care to join us in the warm igloo, Baxter? Yeah, if that sounds like the most... Prudent path. Great, kind great. Of like, kind of shoulders slumped, kind of waddles over. Well, we made we made some footholds on the side of the ice. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to scurry up in there. Hmm. Okay. All right. And he goes to do that. Okay, you can do so pretty easily. And the rest of you, yeah. You're all on your tortellodons. Um, hey, Baxter, are you, are you doing okay? You seem a little less enthusiastic than normal. Um, sorry, my mind wandered. Uh, well, if you ever need help focusing uh there's a little trick that i learned when i was younger um think of five things you can see four things you can feel three things you can hear one thing you can two things you can smell and one thing you can taste i'm not good at math but it's it's just the highest number is five. You just right. it's five four. It could really be any sense. You can tell but it's that just... he's only half hearing what you're saying. It's almost can... as if there's like another something he's also listening to inside of his head. Um, okay, uh well I'll write it down for you. Um but just if you have any help. I'd be happy to, um, and I think any of us really would anyway, except maybe Monkfish or Joseph. Um, uh, all right. Just don't get too deep in thought. And she'll cross to the other side. Okay. And Lord and Heladon start their little 
march forward through the village. And as you leave the village, the trails of messed up, mauled bodies get left behind. Again, the sign for the village says, because there's another sign on the exit saying, Thank you for visiting Blue Haven. And as you guys leave the village and head towards, continuing, continuing down the road through the dense snowstorm towards the forest of Goliocran. We're going to take a quick break right there. And it feels so good to say we're going to take a break instead of just being right off. He so, made a break. Knock on wood, knock on wood. Oh, I, don't, oh, I have my word. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll see you guys back here in about five minutes.
Hi everybody, we're back with Beneath the Tide and Knock on Wood, we're still going. Um, uh, so, yeah, you guys continue moving forward on these Rotelodons towards Goliok in the direction of Goliokran Forest. Uh, it'll be about another, let's say, based on the Rotelodon speed, another hour before you get to the forest. So, what's everyone doing on the back of these Rotelodons for an hour? Uh, so Ash and I are driving. Is it cool? Is it, can this count as a short rest for hit dice? I'm giving everybody a short rest. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, Baxter's going. I'll to, spend one. Yeah. Baxter's going to take a moment with Eclipse. Okay. Kind of saddle up next to her. Um. Uh, thank you for your words. Um, no problem. That's what any crew should do for each other. Uh, crew? Crew? I consider you an honorary member. For the time being. What do, what do you mean, crew? Baxter still doesn't know you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, um... We sail around the globe on a ship. The airship? No, just a regular ship. It's oh. a pretty sizable brig, or it was. And just to like... Gundar's airship was a hot air balloon. Yeah. Uh, there actually isn't hot airships anymore. Or airships, rather. Just hot it, also, it also... It also, yeah... Flew sideways, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because <laughs> it was so fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> <laughs> we just we just like sat plastered against the bottom of the basket for like an hour as we go went somewhere. It was the worst way to travel. But it was fast. <laughs> it we were, was so we were fast. at a time crunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Anyways, yeah, so, <laughs> sorry. Just world knowledge. But, uh, yes. Eclipse, um, perhaps um, you're worth talking to about this. But, hey, shoot. So, you heard my story. I won't go into it again. It brings up mm-hmm. bad thoughts. Yes. After the incident, uh, obviously the people of the town noticed that people were missing. The rumor, if we happen to go back there and you hear about it? Probably not. It's been over a hundred years, but uh, the rumor was that my brother left town with Victoria. I'm uh, sorry. But obviously that's not true. I saw her get through a portal. I still don't know what happened to James. Uh, he's gone? I mean, he's probably dead by now. They're both probably dead, but, I mean, the only reason I've... Not the only reason, but one of the reasons I've still kicked around is the hope that I would find them and free them. If they are indeed trapped somewhere. Well, if it's of any help, um, I grew up without knowing my father was actually my father, um, but I did find out eventually, and I think what I'm trying to say is family always comes together in the end when you need each other most. So I think you'll find him again. In this life. Or after. After, right. Hmm. That's a tough one. Anyway. The point is, one of the many things that I try to do that keeps me in the present is try not... You've seen... You, I mean, I'm in that little battle back there, you got a glimpse of what, a little bit of what I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing crazy. I mean, it's crazy, but uh, you you folks are, can take care of yourselves much better than I. Uh, but the stuff that I dabble with, it's best if... You don't try to comprehend it. Um, the trick well, that works best for me most of the time is to not ask questions and just do what needs to be done. All right. Um, well... I guess, since you've probably told us all you can tell us without going insane, uh, 
we won't pry any further. Unless you wish us I to. I honestly would love to, but my own mind can't comprehend exactly. much more. Uh, so, but it's best if we try not, don't try to. Um, Understood. If, if anyone asks, uh, would you voice that for me? It's always much more difficult to talk amongst a group as in front of other people than it is one-on-one. -on -one. Um, sure. Uh, I'll do my best to translate what you want me to say precisely. Um, oh, no, no, I mean, or it doesn't have to be precise, just, you know. Get the general idea across. Yeah, give Baxter some space. He has a certain way of being, so, you know. Alright. Um. Uh, yeah, I can do that. For you. Thank you. And thank, thank you for more than that, and thank you for everything. And he kind of, like, drops his head. Like I said, and she'll like clap his shoulder. You're an honorary crew member. Yeah. You look out for each other. All right. Um, thank you. Um, yeah, so you guys keep going down the road. Uh, anyone else doing much of anything? Ogden and Ash are busy steering, so that leaves everybody else. That leaves basically Leah, Henry, Leah and Henry, because Eclipse is talking with Baxter, so. So, Carnifax, what would you do during Wynocton Eve? Did you and your demons down there do anything in particular? Did you mock the people up here? Did you have your own version of events? First of all, devil. Devil, right, right. Uh, second, we don't really keep track of the date, really. And I think time moves differently on different planes. So, uh, yeah, we didn't really, we didn't, it wasn't really a thing in hell. If it, if you could have your own way on Octon Eve in hell, what would you do, Carnifax? I really don't fully understand holidays actually now that you like I I'm not really I'm not really sure I'm I'm clear on what they are. Well, I guess that's fair enough. So, I know you're quite used to it being a more tropical climate down there obviously. Well, maybe a little more than tropical. It's a dry heat. Yes, dry heat. I guess Yes. So do you prefer more of a dry heat or more of a wet heat? Does the humidity bother you? Not really. Wait, really quick. Is it the Nine Hells or is it the Abyss that Devils are from? Uh, Devils of the Nine, Nine Hells. Hells. Nine Hells? Okay. Well, actually, I think it depends on which which of the Nine Hells. Uh, I didn't really travel that much within them, but I think some of them. I think there's probably humidity in some of them. Yeah, there's one layer of the Nine Hells that's super, super cold. Oh yeah, one's actually really cold now that I think about it. Oh, why didn't you travel very far? Not your cup of tea? Well, you're kind of, it's a little, you know, if you don't have a reason to, uh, you kind of 
follow orders. Oh, I guess, yeah, that does make sense. Hmm. Very organized. Do you wish it was a little less organized down there? Well, I mean, no. Organization is, well, that's just how the universe works, isn't it? Chaos, order, whatever you want to call it. No, those are two different things. I don't know. I think the universe is a wonderfully chaotic. Yeah, that's what the demons think, too. And that's what causes uh, us to be in a millennium-long war-spanning, well, planes. So what's the first thing you think you're going to do once you're out of Henry? <laughs> uh, probably go back home. And then I guess I'll do whatever I'm told. You're not going to get any freedom? You're just going to be bound to another Henry again. Well, uh, freedom freedom is kind of a mortal concept. That I guess I kind of have right now. So do you like doing what you're told, Carnifax? I've never thought about it before. It's kind of just been what I do. But you don't have to do it just because you've always done it. I mean, I kind of up. I kind of did, really. That it was like part of my being. Like law and order is part of who I am. Like law, law and order and evil. That's like all I've got. That's like what I'm made of. Well, you could have a little more evil over that law and order, you know. Mm. A little more chaotic. Do what you want, not do what you're told. Yeah, that's not usually how it works. Well, things don't have... Is anything usual about this group? No, really no. But now that you mention it, no one's telling me to do anything and I don't really feel compelled to do what I'm told. So huh. what do you feel compelled to do? Nothing. <laughs> I think you could use a vacation, Carnifax. Hmm. Never had one before. Oh, you might like it. You could go somewhere that has a very nice dry heat. Just relax somewhere. Inhabit a different mortal. Hmm. Or just go on the wind and do what you want. Huh. I never thought about this before. Oh, I didn't mean to give you such a hard thing, Carnifax.
I kind of have. I, um, talk to the other guy. I got. I need to. I need to think about this, and then just. Uh, you hello. Need a double an existential crisis. <laughs> um, and as that conversation kind of winds down and wraps up, mm-hmm. the storm also starts to fade away as you guys approach the exterior of Goliocran Forest. A large, dense, coniferous forest, pine trees as far as the eye can see as it spans almost the entire continent. Here I move. Um, and the road winds into the Goliocran Forest. Little blinking ethereal lights can be like seen floating around a little bit. And no snow whatsoever has breached the canopy of the forest. Oh. Like the canopy is just so dense snow can't get get in. So it's pretty dark in there now at this point. Incredibly dark in there. It's about three it's about two PM in the afternoon. because um, you guys have only been traveling for about two hours total. Um and it is just completely dark in there. No sunlight gets through the canopy. Can our mounts? They have dark vision. Get right, but can they? I mean, they're pretty huge, right? Can they get through the dense tree coverage? They can still go along the road. Oh, okay, cool. So there are still roads that go through it. And they can easily topple trees too. Well. It's about time for some new scenery. So, Ash and Ogden, you guys are controlling the Tortellodons. Uh, shall we head forward? Yeah, sounds like a plan. You uh, Should I lead the way? Should you lead the way? Yeah, there's only enough room for like one Tortellodon single file. So, uh... With respect, I imagine that uh, maybe uh, how's your how's your vision? How's your does Ash have dark vision? I don't think he does. I don't think so. Okay, well, how about uh, how about this? Do you want to switch Tortellodons and I'll lead? Uh, sure, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, I, I figure. You guys don't have to switch. You can easily just go in front of one another. I just didn't want the. I'm more worried about. Well, the reason I asked to switch oh, Ash right. is because I don't want to, you know, be up front with everybody in back that's here. Right. One of you has. Everyone has one. And so I've got everyone on that one, and I figured if a trap is in front and it springs or I don't see it, I'd rather not have. I'd rather not crash the big one. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I'm, and that, and I wanted to bond with that beautiful creature over there. I mean, we can talk regardless of who's in front. You don't have to, like, that can happen regardless. That's that's fair, too. I just wanted to, I'd rather keep everyone else safe and make sure. I'm to Look, I'm not looking to spring any traps for you guys. I just don't want uh, everyone to, you know be in the same spot yeah i was yeah yeah 
All right, let's switch. All right, you guys switched to Teledons. Nash is now steering Magento with everyone on it. This is your new captain speaking. We're heading into the woods. And Ogden is steering Seafoam with <laughs> no one on it. What? Oh. Peeks right. out of the ice walls. So, what was know, that? It started to melt in there. It's like a very nice toasty situation in that in that on that tortellodon's back, I'm sure. And uh, you guys start going down the road into the forest. Oh yeah. All right. As soon as you get into the dense forest, the temperature quickly changes from like severe cold to almost warm, like a warm autumn's day because none of that cold air and anything can actually breach the forest. It's so thick. So it's, it goes from bitter cold to, Oh, it's really warm all of a sudden. And you guys start going down the road. Uh, again, dense forest on either side, blinking, like kind of floating ethereal lights, kind of floating through the air, different colors, like rainbow color, just floating through the air. Um, You're just falling along the road. And eventually, after about 10 minutes or so, you come to a fork on the road with a signpost that says left, uh, Rotterstein Village, to the right, uh, Neamstrom. The Rotterstein. <laughs> Baxter will poke his head out. I believe Rotterstein is the uh, destination. Uh. Rotterstein, did, did I hear that Rotterstein? Yes. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, well, uh, on we go then. Uh, let's go. What does Baxter know about this other destination? Namstrom, uh, it's where Gundar's from. Oh, okay. It's a frozen city built into like a frozen mountainside. Okay. Everything's made of ice. Uh, buh, 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 and you guys start going to the left. Uh, towards Rotterstein Village down that road. Are we there yet? No. No. Would Baxter, <laughs> would Baxter know about how long it would take to get there from here? Not on the back of a Tortellodon. Okay. Uh, but probably six hours or so. Well, hunker down, everyone. Does anybody have any uh, games they like to play to pass the time? I actually, uh, anybody have a dragon chess set? I fancy myself a good player, but I do not have a set on me. Oh. Unfortunately, no. Oh, no, wait. Oh, yeah, I've got one right, I've got <laughs> one right here. <coughs> wait, what? But uh, I don't know if this is a sturdy enough kind of play area. Just play in the hole. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> All right, well, you, I, Ash will reach into his bag. All right, you can use mine. Oh. And oh, my. As you guys are preparing to play chess, um... Kind of down the road a little bit, kind of off the side of the road, kind of in like the foliage and brush, you see um, what looks like an overturned carriage 
overloaded with just like stuff spilling out of it, like gold coins and stuff like that. And kind of like dancing around the roads near it are these glowing same same like glowing lights, rainbow colored. Uh, I need everyone but Ogden Boone to make an intelligence saving throw. Even if we're in the yes. hole. Because there's, then there's like this kind of like, ah, ah, coming from those lights. Mm, so yeah, everyone needs to make an intelligence saving throw. But Ogden Boone. 22. 22, all right. Uh, Baxter. 13. 13, okay. I got, Ash got half of what Eclipse got, but not in the math way. I don't know what that means. What'd you get? I got a two. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, Leo, what'd you get? 16. Okay, nice. Henry um, got an 11. Henry got an 11. Uh, Monkfish got a 15. Joseph got an 8. And then the Tortelodons. Oh no, they're not bright. <laughs> Magenta got a 7. Seafoam got a natural 20. And Ogden is currently on Seafoam. Mm hmm So This Baxter, is a smart bus. Baxter Ash Baxter Ash, Leah, Henry, Joseph, and Magenta. You are all compelled to move towards that carriage. So Magenta starts lumbering towards the carriage at full full movement speed, which has everybody on it. She's behind me though, yes? Correct. So she'll lumber towards it through the trees. Just oh, she's starting. Can I check to see... Can I just make an insight check to see if they've been charmed or they're just taking after Eclipse's natural curiosity? Nothing to do following with her Nothing charmed at all. Okay. Can I... What's make... up, Garrett? Oh, uh... So you said that the rest of us were compelled to move as well. Yes, you guys were since, climbing off. Since this, yeah, since this thing is moving towards it, would we be crawling across it as well to also? Well, if it's uh, Magenta's moving closer, so no one's compelled to get off because you're moving towards your destination. Okay, thank you. But Magenta get, does get there, and you're all kind of sat on the back of the tortilla. Kind of the tortilla kind of brushes past Seafoam, and gets to this carriage. Uh, which has everybody on it. So Baxter, Ash, Leah, Henry, Joseph, and Magenta are very compelled by this carriage and the spilling treasure out of it. Um, I know this is a very compelling carriage full of loot, but shouldn't you all be making sure that it's safe? I mean, this isn't like anybody else. And she's just talking to like the general group. Oh, yes, it's likely trapped, but, uh, you know, I, a lot of this stuff is very useful, probably. And just looking here, you can see thousands of gold pieces kind of scattered around. Something that looks like a spell scroll. Uh, a spell book covered in a thin layer of ice. A massive-looking belt. And a crystal vial that looks very expensive. Uh, yeah, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's happening? So you kicked it up in a high gear there. So uh, finally gets over with Ash. Uh, what's up? Uh, but I'm gonna also do the uh, stand outside the uh, the thing, like 
rub your lower back like that dad way that so uh what what are y'all looking at what's the uh what's going on here just look kind of swirling around and like singing you know i think that acting like me but more compelled it's it's strange no one's can you hear me and then we can hear you. Yeah, they can hear. Oh no! All right. Well, I'm oh. gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go check out some of these trees then. All right. Um, Ogden. I don't think he can hear us. Can you? Can you hear us, Caleb? Can you hear us? We're talking to you. I can't hear you at all. <laughs> Oh, hey. I was like, don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Headphones are gone. I was, like, I was like, cool, you guys are icing me? It's weird. <laughs> I didn't decide to ice me. That's okay, no. I'll go enjoy these they can all <laughs> They can all hear. They're just enamored. Boy, just beautiful. They're just, they can hear perfectly fine. They're just enamored by the treasure. And it seems perfectly safe to them. Nothing about it appears wrong okay. in any way. Ooh, can, I, can I check it out? Just as a... Yeah, can I help him? Uh, give me a... Because it's not trapped in any way. Yeah, I just, I would want to... Like... Give me an Arcana check with advantage. Because Eclipse is... Oh. Well, Eclipse isn't proficient in Arcana, so just give me an Arcana check. Okay. While this is going on. Oh, Leah, was it? Leah, yes. Leah, right. You see this right here, and he holds up, like one of the items that looks like really valuable like in the treasure pile yeah okay uh, as 19, soon as you touch it 19, 19 yeah. arcana check okay cool. i was getting before he got uh, in there. as soon as he touches it in there. ogden this seems very similar to these spirits that kind of lure people in uh, okay uh, and as the... he picks up the vial can i react the lights, I... The lights... <laughs> yeah it doesn't make a difference and the lights <laughs> stop flying and singing and they coalesce into these large glowing orbs of light. And I need everybody to roll initiative. There's eight oh. orbs of light. Okay. Are these Are we are, are we back? Yeah, as soon as, as soon as that ends, as soon as they manifest, that goes away. Oh. I sm yeah, I, s I smack his hand and go, Wisps! <laughs> and Joseph is <laughs> right here, by the way. Oh, oh he no. got out of the hole? Yeah. Oh, because he, he, want, he wanted that oh, wait, treasure. Wait, wait, it is a 10-foot deep hole. Joseph's stuck in the hole. He can't get out. Yeah. He's a little kid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He needs to be let in and out. No, nope. yeah. time out. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> He's just trying to climb, trying to climb the flat side of it. Oh, my God. Okay, Eclipse, what did you get for initiative? 16. 16. Ash. Uh, good question. Okay. Let me roll that. Uh, nine. Wow. With advantage? Oof. Yeah, I roll a six and a seven. Ogden Boo! Ooh. I got a dirty, 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 dirty 20. Leah. Four. Oof. Henry. Uh, 13. 13. Baxter. 13. 13. Uh, the Warlocks can decide who goes first. <laughs> After you. Uh, well, I have a plus four to dex. Well, I, guess, I think, think D&D Beyond will automatically oh, wow. okay. make it. Uh, all right. So one of the Will-O-Wisps goes first. With a very high dex, because they are very dexterous. Oh no. 
and each, from each one of them, they shed uh, twenty five to tw- they shed like a five foot radius of light. Uh, are they are they all in front of us or like? Uh, they're all kind space? of like around. Okay. You guys kind of like circled around almost. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, but they're all within. They're all like ten feet off the ground. Um, one of them is going to do a shock attack against who? There's like eight people here. Uh, it's going to do a shock attack against plus the Tortellodons. That's actually like t- ten people. I rolled d10 to see actually who it hits. Okay, it's going to go for a shock attack against Henry. It's just... Oh dear. Oh, that does not hit. That's an 11. Ah! It just goes to shock you and you're just like... Oh yeah. Flails out because I rolled initiative. Yeah, that'll bring us to another Will-O-Wisp who floats towards Ogden Boone and goes to make a shock attack for a man oh man 14 to hit shield as a response okay another one of these will-o'-wisps is going to float towards Henry again and Ah. go for another shock attack that is a 16 to hit that exactly hits. Alrighty, Henry, you take four points of lightning damage. As it... <laughs> and another Will-O-Wisp. Ocarina of Time. Flies towards <laughs> Leah. And that is a 23 to hit Leah. With a shock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is. Okay, Leah, you take nine points of lightning damage. Ow. Just... <laughs> Uh, Is that three or four wisps so far? Four. There's eight total. Ogden Boone. Yes. Oh, it's my turn? Yeah. Great. Awesome. So, uh, from where I'm standing, I slapped his hand, and then something attacked me here. Or, I imagine, somewhere vaguely. It just floated over and just... Okay, great. Now, if I were to see it and I were to cast a cone, like where, how many can I hit? Uh, it's my four. Four? The four that just Great. moved, yeah. Great. Uh, then, uh, guys, new spell I made. New spell I made. Here it comes, <gasps> finally, rolling it out. Uh, I want to cast the spell Forsyth. Okay. Um,. I will explain what that is and what that does. Yeah, like I forget already. Yeah. So it is a 60-foot cone yep. uh, that uh, the caster conjures forth a scythe of inevitable divination energy. Uh, the caster can force the targets in a 60-foot That's cone right. to make an intelligence saving throw. Uh, the targets in the cone take uh, 3d8 scales up with slot level uh, psychic damage as they are confronted with thoughts of their own inevitable uh, demise, and for me, I was thinking that it, like he stares daggers at them, and then they kind of just and they see the thing that they love getting sliced in their mind with a with a psychic. So uh, we we'll see what they love. <laughs> yeah, or like they see like whatever future, like the the death of someone else. They see that future. Have you ever seen I Heart Huckabees? Nope. <laughs> okay. There's a moment. There's a moment where like they're having horrible thoughts. So they have to smash them with a uh, slash them with a machete. It's essentially that. Okay. Nice. Uh, so any of Love all it. their positive thoughts getting slashed so with a in, scythe. Intelligence saves, correct? Is that what we're uh, talking Yes, about? that is yeah. intelligence saves of, uh, yeah, so you got to beat a 16. So the first wisp, 17. 
Oh, half damage. Second wisp, 13. Great. Fourth wisp, 12. Or third mm -hmm. wisp, 12. Fourth wisp, natural 20. Nice. Ooh, so we've got lots of half damage. And yeah, I'm two half damage, this. two full damage. Uh, great. Okay, so... Whoop, sorry, we're doing this. And it is a divination spell, because they're seeing their future die. And what does it look like to everybody else? Uh... Nothing. Uh, <laughs> I want it to be really, I want it to be really dumb and cheesy for, but just Ogden. Okay. Sure, you just see Ogden you know, concentrate, and the wisps seem to like and people distort like, a little. Like, like you'd be like super. Like, are you okay? All right, let's roll that damage. All right, I will roll that beautiful bean footage. Let me, um, let me see which bean one I want. Okay, it was a commercial for. Uh, Bush's baked, baked beans. beans. Oh, yeah. it's a yeah. It's a it was an American TV commercial. So uh, I'm gonna do that at fifth level, which gives me seven seventy eight. Yeah, as he focuses seven. on these four will o wisps. Oh, will o wisps. Thanks. Seven. Great. Got it. Got him. Prepped it. Prepped it, guys. All right. So oh, balls. Balls. Pardon me. All right, so twenty-seven uh, damage uh, for full damage, and then half that for the ones who saved. Okay, so saved. two of the will o wisps get e instantly eradicated; they just disappear like. <laughs> yeah, and the other two will take thirteen. Yeah, those will o wisps are like flickering, like the lights are going out, like a faulty light bulb. Anything else, Mr. Boone? Uh, who around us could use it? Um, just thinking about giving anyone else dragon breath. Does anybody need it? You're probably all fine. That would use a spell. So uh, Ogden, give me a. Oh wait, no, yeah, I can do it. Uh, anyway. Based on that, based on how like your contract and what these things are, mm -hmm. you would know they're resistant to thunder, cold, fire, necrotic acid. Uh, yeah. So I just go. Um, great. Uh, let's uh, let's go, team. <laughs> Anything else? That's all I've got. I'm right. gonna. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. That'll bring us to. Two other Will-O-Wisps. One is going to fly towards Ash and miss with a 10. Yeah. Just, just. Second one in that little grouping is going to sail right towards Eclipse. And that is a 14 to hit, which is also a miss. <laughs> That'll bring us to Monkfish. It's just going to go uh, unarmed strike. He's going to punch the Will-O-Wisp that's closest to him. For a 28 to hit. Punch a Willow Wisp to death for six bludgeoning damage. And it's magical, so he's a monk, and he's going to swing around and do a spinning heel kick to the same one for an 11. <laughs> he just whiffs right over it. He's like, uh, okay, Joseph, you're up. What? And Joseph's like, no, I'm staying in the hole. Good, good child, good child, bad monkfish. And that'll bring it to eclipse. That's strike two today. <laughs> that'll bring it to eclipse. Are there any in range of me? 
yeah, there's like uh, one that came to attack you, uh, and then there's two more behind it, about ten feet up in the air. Okay. Um, I'm going to slice and dice the one that attacked me first. Okay. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. 19 just hits as you slash at this tiny orb of floating light. Okay. Well done, Kuana. You hear um, what I'm saying, <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense to you. Oh! You're like, it! With these feels today? It's fucking one. Seven. Nice. Nine. Twelve. 18, 19, plus, oh, I'm on the wrong tab, plus 5 is 24 points of piercing damage. Nice, you reach forward and stab at that one, that just came to shock you and it disappears. Mm -hmm. Alright, and then bonus action with the dagger, gonna try to jump up and get one of the two above me and just say, what did you call me? Sure. <laughs> Natural 20. Okay. A dagger. Max damage plus roll damage. <laughs> Which doesn't do much. Wait, wait, oh, wait. You're not a piercing right. attack? No, I already used it. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and I also didn't activate the poison either, so it's just a D4. Mm-hmm. So that's one. No. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a four plus two, six piercing damage. Okay. Stab. But it is a magical mm-hmm. dagger, so there you go. Yeah. Anything else, Eclipse? Uh, no, just like turning to Baxter, Baxter and saying, uh, what did you say? Oh. And that'll bring us to Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing. And he... <laughs> Where's the largest cluster of them? Uh, the, f- there... the four that were in front of Ogden Boon, but now there's just two left. Okay. In that cluster, there's one in front of Ash, and there's two ten feet in the air behind Eclipse, in front of Eclipse. So there really isn't a big cluster at this point. Okay. There's no big clusters. Okay. That's fine. But there's two in front of Eclipse? Correct. Uh, yeah, he's pretty much just going to say... Uh, nothing and cast hex on one of those and then follow it up with uh, Eldritch Blast sure Uh, and he's going to give it oh gosh Uh, man what would these things do a check on because it doesn't work the hex doesn't work for saving throws it's all just checks Checks. which is weird so I mean, you can't grapple him, so give him a strength check thing wouldn't work. I'll just do wisdom. Okay. Disadvantage on wisdom checks in case we decide someone decides to be sneaky. Uh, so to attack, two strikes on that one. Yep. Uh, 18 to hit. 18 misses. Okay. Just and... over its head and hits a tree. Just... <laughs> 22 to hit. 22 does hit, though. And that is... Plus 5. That's... Uh, 
That's 12 force damage okay. and 5 necrotic damage. That one <laughs> snuffed out. Okay. Cool. Uh, that's all of Baxter's stuff. He's just going to uh, get right up on the other one standing right next to Eclipse. Okay. That'll bring us to Henry Lofferton, Esquire. All right. Um, well, uh, Carnifex has an idea, Yay. which is that uh, Carnifex is going to cast Armor of Agathis. Okay. And then, yeah, uh, Carnifex is going to cast Armor of Agathis, and then uh, Carnifex would like to run past as many of these as he can. Did Ogden share that they were resistant to cold damage? I don't think he did. No. Okay, cool. No. So, uh, we'll get attack opportunities from the ones that are closest, which would be three of them. Okay. If it... I'll, I will say, like, he's gonna go one at a time, so if, like, the first one blasts yeah. through the armor yeah. of Agathis, he'll stop. Uh, the first one is a 13 to hit. That misses. Second one, uh, 16 to hit. That just hits. Okay. So, as, Hen as Henry runs down the road... What are we doing? 13 lightning damage. Okay, it takes 25 points of cold damage, so 12... It dies. <laughs> Just, uh, and then the third Will-O-Wisp does a shock attack at Henry. Mm -hmm. Natural one. Ugh. So it's a... But it doesn't... It dismisses completely. Makes your hair okay. stand on end. Uh, then with the... With Henry's bonus so action... So you guys can how many are left. Three Will-O-Wisps left. Okay. Uh, Henry's going to stay next to that one. Sure. And uh, activate Cloak of Flies as a bonus action. Okay. Anything else? Nope, that'll be it. Alrighty. That'll bring us to the Will-O-Wisp that Baxter is kind of facing down with Eclipse, and it's just going to float over to Baxter and shock Baxter. Four. Oh, man, this is going to hit hard. A six to hit. Ah, <laughs> I see you are untrained. Ash. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, you said there are three left. Three left. The one in front All of right. Eclipse. The one that just nipped Henry. Uh, will try to nip Henry, and then one that's near Ogden that's kind of faltering and like almost turning off. All right. Uh, first step: rage. Okay. Second step, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna step over like behind Ogden and then swing Lore Weaver over his head. Okay, make an attack roll. Let's make it reckless. Uh -huh. Why not? <laughs> I'm at full health. I'm there. Well, I didn't need to, but let's just check for crit. Wow, 19 and a one. So that's a 29. No, hang on, 30 to hit. On Definitely hits. <laughs> Nineteen points of damage to that one. It is eradicated. It has three hit points. All right, and then rest my movement to move over behind Eclipse and swing over her, the one in front of her. Sure. This is some Jackie Chan mm -hmm. spear movement. This is great. 
got Riddick, Jackie Chan. Who else can we get? Sylvester Stallone? 23 to hit. 23 definitely hits. For 18 points of damage. Oh, gross. Okay. That one immediately was at full health, and then just goes straight to flickering. All right. Anything and else? that's Ash's turn. Okay, that'll bring us to Leah. All attacks against him have advantage right now. Is the one that Baxter Hexel up, or did that one go? It died. Uh, that one died. <laughs> okay. That changes my plan. Okay. There is two wisps left. One heavily flickering in front of Ash, Baxter, and Eclipse. And then one that looks like it's perfectly fine still. And that that's one, one right next to Henry, right? That's the one right next yeah, that's one right next to Henry. What's up? Okay. Uh Leah's gonna get up to the one that's uh, flickering, and she's going to bonus action shillelagh on her glacious staff, and she's gonna try to hit it. Go for it. Just... The hit. Pardon me, what was it? 26. Hits. And she's gonna expand one of the charges on her staff for a vampiric strike. Okay. So... Ooh, that's uh, a <laughs> one damage. Okay. Uh... So she'll heal by one. Okay. And which one is this again? I totally forget. I'm sorry. The one that was flickering. Okay, so one damage total? Yeah. And what kind of damage type is Vampiric Strike? Uh, it is... I mean, it doesn't matter if it's because it can't. If it's necrotic, it can't have a one. So, it takes one point of damage. It just says magical quarterstaff. Oh. No, like a vampiric strike should have a. Eh, never mind. Uh, we'll figure it out. Oh, time. and I have to make a. I need to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh. Okay. Because I did vampiric strike. Oh. Oh, which I failed. Okay. And I forget what happens. Uh, I get short-term madness. Yes. Uh, okay, so how how are we doing that? I'm doing that right now for you. There's a probably a short-term there's, madness. There's a, there's a madness, yeah. so I'm pulling it up right now. I rolled an 11. Baxter mentally ah. high-fives her as like, yeah, you should have told me I haven't had to use the madness table in a while. <laughs> Pull it up. The DC's 12. I rolled an 11. Okay. Uh, short-term madness, correct? Roll me yep. D100. Okay. <laughs> my percentile dies. Uh, and 
That would be a... Okay, I used my percentile dice, and I rolled zero both times. That's 100. Or okay. zero. Depending upon how you <laughs> judge it. 100 is probably right. I generally do it, 100, yeah. Be 100. The one I usually do is... Uh, no, you can't get a zero, but do 100. Uh, so, that's 100. The character falls unconscious. <laughs> For... 10 minutes. Oof. So Leah's just dropped unconscious Peace for out. 10 minutes. Yep. Peace so you out. just see, like, this red ooze come out of the quarter staff after she used it, and then she just fucking to the ground. Fun fact, that staff is from Curse of Strahd. Anyways! Ooh. Yeah, you're Board knocked- Bellum, get up! <laughs> you're knocked unconscious. You're basically just rendered unconscious, which means, uh, no, you're not dropped to zero. You're just rendered unconscious. Okay, that'll bring us right to Ogden Boone. Uh, have we done any damage on this guy? Would I know? Uh, the one near Henry looks perfectly fine. Uh, perfectly and the fine. one near Leah and Baxter and Eclipse and is flickering. Flickering real bad. Uh, then I'm going to cast my new cantrip I haven't told you about, because it hasn't come up. Uh, I'm going to cast Toll the Dead on that flicker. Bring, bring. Toll the Dead. That's bring, like, bring. Toll, toll the Dead is necrotic, right? It is yeah. necrotic. I'm the flickering one, right? Yeah, I'm the flickering guy. And that's a wisdom save. Yep. Of, oh, jeez. Oh, it's not the one I have cursed. Oh, wait, it it's is. a save, so it wouldn't matter yeah. anyway. Uh, 11. 11. It's got to be the 16. Yep, and so it's the is... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, just, you never really get to roll a d12 that often, unless you're a barbarian. Tola Dead. I was about to say, speak for yourself. Tola Dead is <laughs> one of my favorite spells. It's so good, because, like... Most of the time, you, where when do you ever attack an undamaged enemy when it matters? Yeah. Uh, that is 15 damage. That one gets absolutely eradicated with three hit points remaining. Just poof. These bells go like ding ling 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 and then it just... How, like, how do how do the, the bells sound for for Ogden? Da-ling, uh, da-ling, da-ling. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, they, they sound more like uh, finger symbols. But they've got they've got they they're reminiscent of the same rhythm pattern. I've always uh, kind of, of like uh, thought Toll the Dead the bells would sound like the Sinister Bell Woman from Bloodborne. Oh nice. Oh I don't know the Sinister Bell Woman. I was I was thinking they have they have the sim a similar rhythm to uh to Noose's to Noose's bells. Okay. As Ogden was uh, slightly missing him. If if anyone's paying attention they might catch up on that. Speaking Anything else? Uh, that's all. That's all for me. Uh, well, I, I, I might uh, just uh, chill out. I might uh, take whatever speed I can to get behind one of the the turtles. I forgot to add the tortellidons to the initiative order, but they're going to be useless in this fight. So, yeah. So I'll just I'll just scoot I'll just scoot back. Powerful. Scoot scoot back by them, lean against them, start eating an apple. All right. Uh, Casual. The will o' wisp near Henry is going to try to shock Henry. All right. Uh, seventeen to hit. Yep. Math is very important. Uh, it is. It is, kids. Oh, it's wait. It started its turn next to me, real quick. 
It I takes don't. four points of poison damage from the poisonous letters floating right. around. Not resistant to that. Uh, and Henry takes 14 points of lightning damage. It takes 12 Ooh. points of cold damage. That's, that's after it's reduced. Okay. So it's flickering. I'll bring it to Monkfish, who is just going to run over to that one and punch it in the face for a 17 to hit, which misses. So he's going to do an unarmed strike. He's going to do a spinning heel kick for a 13 to hit. <laughs> Together. And he's just gonna scream out loud and bring it to eclipse. All right. Um. That one. That the, the only remaining one is about uh, ten feet away near Henry. Okay. Or Henry, uh, how, how fast? How far? Uh, Henry, uh, actually, yeah. Sure, ten feet away. All right. I'm gonna run up to the last one and take a stab at it with right. my short sword. Uh, does a uh, 19 hits? 19 just hits. Sweet. 66. Yeah. 5. 8. 9. Nice. 10. It's dead. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was a 6. 16. And... It had 6 hit points. Oh. So just... <laughs> Wait. <clears throat> Uh, total would have been uh, 26. Alright, that is damage. all the Will-O-Wisps down. Uh, can I flavor it as I like jump off of Monkfish and just like do a side slash totally. flip like rotating in the air and just totally. slash oh, three yeah. point landing. Oh yeah, and then as soon as you slash through it and Leah is still unconscious. Wait, um, I didn't even see her get hit. What happened? Put Burm, get up. Come on. Um, Ogden, that's Leah, that's not Waterbellum. Eclipse, uh, that's uh, Baxter, not Ogden. <laughs> I, I understand, I just, I just, uh, casually, from back here, just, just finishing this apple. Uh, is Le well, is Leah okay? Do we need to, Monfish how she is going to wander over to Leah and just nudge her with her, with his foot, and that wakes her up. Just, <laughs> that was definitely a, a me fuck up, not an Eclipse. <laughs> it was Actually, really funny, because of yeah. So yeah, Monkfish walks over and just like kicks her like gently in the ribs and that wakes Leah up. Really? Oh. Well good, oh. you're okay. Great. Oh, are they are they gone? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we oh. dealt with the rest of them. Leah's yeah. just gonna stand up and just kind of shake her head. And the other like floating lights that were nearby kind of just zoom away. Just whoosh, so there's no more of those floating ethereal lights anymore. Oh. But Stand, standing before you, well, sitting before you is that overturned carriage that is completely destroyed, and the treasure spilling out of it. Whoa! Give me guys some loot. I like free for the taking. Yes. So, to reiterate, what's there? One thousand total gold pieces. A spell scroll, a spell book that's covered in a layer of frost. A massive kind of belt, um, and a crystal vial. Mm. Baxter like bends down to pick it back up from yep. uh, Ogden, slapping it from his hands earlier. Right. <laughs> it is a crystal vial worth four hundred gold pieces. Oh, uh, I'm gonna start gathering up all the coins. Okay. 
it'll take. Uh, it's piled all over the floor, so it'll probably take like twenty minutes to gather all the coins total. Mr. Boone. Uh, yeah, yeah. I noticed that uh, you saw what was happening before we did. I would like to commend you on trying to stop at least me from triggering what appears to be what appears was a most definitely a trap oh yeah well you know you, you kind of knew i don't know why you kept grabbing at it but you know you, you know what they say uh, uh grabby hands make for grubby hands so uh you know who says that uh m my mother every day yeah oh. is, don't grab the cookies early they'll get dirty Actually, yes. So your hands. Lots of people, as Baxter pressed the digitations, the his hands and the item he just picked up. Yeah. The Mister Boone does have a point. It seems like you don't uh, you don't like uh, uh, getting dirty. Uh, not particularly, no. We had to we had to do a heist in a in a sewer once. Oh, oh. <laughs> I had a similar sewer experience. It was not fun. Yeah, at one point I was more uh, I was more uh, uh, you know uh, waste than man. Oh, there's a book. Yeah, I just realized you guys don't have to buy anything. That's what's news. <clears throat> yeah, throw it in the hole. All right, so you pick up the spell book, Ogden. Yeah, yeah. It's very cold to the touch. And Not thin, for me. It's right, but there's a thin layer of frost over the cover, and oh, there dear. is a spell scroll on the ground as well. well. I guess I'll pick the spell scroll up just to look at it. Just... It's a seventh level spell scroll mm -hmm. for the spell Plane Shift. Ooh. But it's, uh... so it's a one-use thing. Um, so I, um, I'm not sure how to proceed with this, but I'll, I'll guess I'll tell everyone so we can all keep each other honest. Uh, I just found a plane shift scroll. That's one use. Would I know if it works for a group? It's a plane shift spell, so yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. Um... Plane shift scroll, everyone, so that's pretty dope. I can hold on to that for us if you guys are okay with that. Uh, yeah, seeing as you're really the only one who can make decent use of it. Honestly, though, that right there, that gives us a, uh, a quick out if we're ever in a very bad position. Perfect. Uh, and also this book, uh, I would recommend no one lick it. <laughs> do, do you normally lick books? You don't? And all that remains on the ground is Eclipse, you know, collected only a thousand gold pieces still, and mm -hmm. that massive giant belt. Can I... Well, I'm pick am I too occupied with picking up coins to really investigate that? Yeah. All right, cool. What's a what's the book? So you open it? Book? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh it contains some spells. 
that I believe you have because of the staff, but there are other mm -hmm. spells in here. There's Cone of Cold. Great. Freezing Sphere. Great. Ice Storm. Okay. Snillix Snowball Swarm. Okay. Uh, Wall of Ice. Mm-hmm. And Bigby's Hand. Whoa, the only one I don't have is Bigby's Hand. Bigby's Hand. Oh, really? You have all of those already? I think because of the staff, right? Uh, and I, I think there was another one that may have been... Snowball no, no, I, I have that. Oh, yeah. Do you? I don't think you have Freezing Sphere. I have Snow. Yeah, I have Snow like Snowball Storm from something. I think I've never seen you use that. I have not. No, you're right. It's a fun no. spell. <laughs> you're you're absolutely not wrong. I have not used it. <laughs> yeah. So the book contains, you know, Conical, Freezing <clears throat> Sphere, Ice Storm, Snow like Snowball Storm, Wall of Ice, and Big Beast Hand. Is there a quick way to enter all that in my spells, or you have a transcribe them? Oh, cool! Thank you. Yes. All right. Cost time yeah. and money. Yes. Great. Uh, Thank and you. all that's left on the ground is the belt. <laughs> a really awesome-looking belt. Uh, hey, I found this gonna... belt over. <laughs> hey, I found this belt over here. <laughs> it looks like it might benefit certain individuals if they put it on. Is someone going to try and look like the Trunch Bowl? Or just like a WWE wrestler, like championship belt? Okay. So, for the sake of everything. <laughs> what would Riddick do? <laughs> who, who, like, I can pick it up and be like, wow, okay. Well, anybody? anybody belt yeah. of Stone Giant Strength. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Give that to Leah. She can make good use Back, of that. Baxter <laughs> puts it on, goes from 8 to like, what, 19? <laughs> nope. It goes above 19. Ooh, okay. ooh. Then wait, Ash is yeah. Ash is like, oh, just this belt. Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> so yeah, uh, if Ash wants it. It's a belt of stone giant strength. What what number does stone giant strength put you at? Uh, let me pull it up real quick. I have it. I was thinking of gauntlets of overpower, ogre power, which are nineteen. So I was yeah. just like, eh, someone else can have it. That won't do anything for me. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I believe stone giant strength is twenty three. <sighs> We all take turns putting it on and bench pressing the carriage. Yeah. <laughs> one second. I will double check. I may need to. <laughs> it's an attunement one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, to re. Oh, no, I still haven't. We spent 20... like three hours. It, uh, yeah, so one while wearing it, you have to attune to it, obviously. But while wearing it, uh, your strength score would go to a 23. Yep. Yeah, Og Ogden Boon pulls out his iPhone and turns on Hearts on Fire while everybody just like jumps rope and like starts like just. Bench pressing the wagon. Oh shit! <laughs> there is something else in the treasure hoard I totally forgot to mention. I've tried like putting a thing in there for like everybody, mm -hmm. but again, the world doesn't generate loot for people <laughs> magically. Um, you find also a bag that's rust colored. It's made from like a rust-colored cloth, and it appears empty. Can can I can I look at it just to see what it is? I don't necessarily want it. It's a rust-colored cloth bag. Can I use the identify? You can spell great. So identify gets cast, blah blah blah, all that fun stuff. Uh -huh. It is a rust-colored bag of tricks. <laughs> So this is a bag of tricks. Like tad tricks or? Uh, 
Uh, sussing out the group. So, for to as you do the identify spell, here's what it does. <laughs> it's empty. Reaching inside the bag, however, reveals the presence of a small fuzzy object. The bag weighs half pound, half a pound. You can use your action, pull the fuzzy object from the bag, and throw it up to 20 feet. When the object lands, it transforms into a creature you determine by rolling a d8 and consulting the table that corresponds to the bag's color, which is a rust color. Once the creature is friendly to you and your companions and acts on your turn, you can use a bonus action to command the creature how the creature moves and what action it takes on its next turn, or to give a general order such as, attack, such as to attack your enemies. In the absence of such orders, the creature acts in a fashion appropriate to its nature. Once three fuzzy objects have been pulled from the bag, it can't be used again until the next dawn. So basically, it's a bag with someone's creatures. Uh, and because it's a rust bag of tricks, it can summon a rat, owl, mastiff, goat, giant goat, giant boar, lion, and a brown bear. Oh! I love bags of tricks. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I don't think it, it's necessarily appropriate for Ogden Boone. So uh, uh, there's a, a rusty, rust-colored bag that will, and then I can just repeat all that information. Who Who's in? Who wants it? I've got this delicious book, and uh, apparently this scroll, so... I mean, is, is there uh, who, yeah, any a bag? Danny Jacob, bag, bag, automatic friend, bag. This bag will get you automatic friends. Uh, Leah, you're really good with animals. Maybe you should take it. Yeah. Do you like fuzzy creatures? Well, yeah. It's all uh, Leah. It's all you. Then he is gonna like reach your hands out and like look at it. Oh. <gasps> Does it have um? Does it look more like a backpack or more like a side satchel? It's like a side satchel. She's gonna like throw it over herself and be like, "Does it match my cloak?" You know, actually, yes, it it kind of does. <gasps> a couple of mushrooms on there, and it would be wonderful. Yeah. Uh huh. So I have to do this first. Dax leans over to Eclipse and is just like, Does she mind if people press the digitator clean? Or is that like. She prefers to keep it as it is. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Um, who's Kawana? Also, to answer your question, Brittany, you don't you don't have to attune to the bag of tricks. You can just pull something out right now. Mm -hmm. The bag bags of tricks are amazing. Would not recommend doing that now because it has three charges. Right. Kawana. Yes. Not. Uh, a friend very recent to me, but based on what is apparently my current situation, she is long dead. Uh, you also mentioned something about Portobellum. Right, another one of my cohorts back in 
I mean, for me, it was maybe a year ago, but for you, who knows? How long is has Forty Battles has always been kind of odd? Uh, has he? Oh, is he still around? Is he kicking? You guys would remember recently the conversation with Daedalus. Daedalus mentioned that Portobello became the fungal right. lich. Thank you. I think uh, I think that uh, his heart is currently in Leah's bag. Yes, that escaped my memory. Maybe we should make camp here. It's been a long day. We could all use some rest. I mean, it's it's only what the uh, four in the afternoon. Yeah, we get to four p.m. Yeah. We can we can get back on the road. I, I'll I'll hop out front again, and uh, all know, right, we can keep it going. I mean, if you if you're so inclined. Uh no, I'm good to keep moving. I'd like to get uh you know, at least a couple more hours in before we. Call it a day. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well done, everyone, on the last kerfuffle. Yeah, right. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, let's was, go yeah. Yes. you as well, Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I didn't, I barely did anything. Well, did you did, did you did you did you get uh, your your cut of the the loot? Oh, um, I hope you don't mind. I kind of took the, this here, and you, hold, you see him hold up that vial from earlier. But you notice a couple items in it, but you might not catch what exactly it is before he puts it back in his pocket. Oh, well, right. Okay. It's just a little vial. With stuff in it now, though. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Poor thing. All right, have your secrets. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what or why, but... Do not want to try to think about it. Sorry, Mr. Boone. As you're all standing there, kind of in the <sighs> kind of in the dense part of the forest, you see a little creature kind of staring at you from behind the trees. You catch a glimpse of like long and green. F uh, Baxter is the only one who doesn't see this creature actually. Mm. Baxter, you don't see anything over there, but everybody else who's not Baxter sees a floppy green-eared creature, mi a mishmash of gnarled teeth, big goat-like eyes, and floppy kind of blonde hair before it kind of just steps behind the tree and disappears. And Baxter, you kind of see them all kind of looking off into the forest. Off the path. And when I look that way, I don't see anything? Nothing at all. Okay. What? What was that? And you would remember the closer people got to Rotterstein Village last time you were there, because the forest is haunted as fuck, the last time you got in that kind of vicinity, you guys kind of saw spirits of people you cared about. Mm -hmm. But they're all kind of like looking off in the forest. 
Um, do all of you see something? To those yeah. Things, it looked like a moose. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought he saw a friend of ours. Even okay. someone I'm waiting to punch in the eye. <laughs> um, is this person dead? I certainly hope not. Well, things get a little weird the closer you get to Rarstein. I thought may have been fixed the last time I was here, but if you are seeing it, hmm. And as you're kind of sitting there, you also see Ogden. You don't you see this, nobody else does. But kind of standing in the forest, her head tilted to the side, visibly, very visibly broken neck. Marion Boone just staring at you, smiling as blood just pools out of her mouth, and then she disappears. Uh, Ogden, you okay? You've been here before? Yes. What do these visions mean? Not at least as I saw them. They weren't particularly visions as much as illusions directing us to what we knew as the Lord of Shapes. So the worse they are, the the closer we are? I would say the more graphic they get. All right, everybody. Uh, yeah, gather around. Gather around. We're very close. We just saw my waking nightmare. So, uh, at least what I did. Uh, Noose? So. Noose is you awaking? Is it because you punched you in the eye? I got sensitive eyes. <laughs> 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 You know what it's like to have blue eyes in the desert? It's a nightmare! And while you're kind of like trying to huddle them in close, Ogden, um, gather around. Gather Ash around. Let the spice flow. Mm-hmm. Sees an individual hanging from the trees by their entrails. Ash sees Dustin hanging just by his entrails in the tree. And then that image fades. Henry sees the entire Bellwind family standing in the trees. Hey. And they fade. <laughs> Carnifex. They're gone. They're gone. See something I'm going to message you privately later. Ooh. Uh, eclipse. There's a vision for Eclipse. Not a vision, but like an illusion for Eclipse of... Durza and Roman lying on the ground and just being eviscerated and cut apart by who you know as Kalios, but has mm-hmm. been led to. Everyone knows what his name is now. Uh, that's yours. And Leah sees Lexi murdering Leah's parents. And that's what you all see. And then all those all those illusions just kind of fade as Ogden huddles you all in.
Uh, I'm going to, like, backpedal into Ogden because Kalios is still a very real threat. So I'm like, fuck, shit, he's here. Fuck, fuck, fuck. It's just, uh, no. like... No, these are these are these are visions. We've all well back to back, everyone. Back to back. Uh, tight circles, please. Oh, you're seeing things then. Oh, you're not? No. I I mean I was a part of the But you do as you sort of that. say that, Baxter. You do see something. I was a part of the company that killed the thing that started the... And he starts to trail off. In a tree nearby, or 20 paces to your left. Kind of catches out the corner of your eye, you kind of turn your head. There's like a rift in the tree, very similar to the rift that pulled your your beloved through. Mm-hmm. And there's just an entity standing in the portal, smiling wide, and... Very familiar looking entity that you've seen numerous times. Fuck. And lying lying at the feet of this entity, flesh hanging from its where its mouth should be. It's just ragged flesh and at the feet of the entity is your beloved. And that disappears. And almost as soon as you saw it, it disappears. Baxter was not able to comprehend what he just saw. Oh no! Oh! Wait, what? And as you're all kind of huddling close, you can hear heavy foot- not heavy footfalls, like padded footfalls coming closer. And through the trees you can kind of see a lantern with like a blue light swaying from side to side. And... The, cre- the entity is slowly getting closer and closer through the trees, following a path. Getting closer and closer, you can smell the entity almost. It smells very wet, like wet fur. And it gets closer and closer and closer. And as it gets closer and closer, you see this figure about eight, no, not eight, seven and a half feet tall, kind of wearing a hooded traveling cloak long kind of billowing behind them like a cape uh they're holding a big quarter staff with a lantern kind of affixed to the end of it and tied all around the uh uh staff appears to be like herbs like sage it's all like burning and stuff almost like blessing almost and as the creature approaches you see a snout kind of sticking out of the hood and a pair of gold yellow wolf-like eyes and it just kind of approaches slowly and says, well, 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 traveler is lost in the wood. Uh, Not lost, but uh, always in search of guidance. Are you seeing the visions, or the illusions, rather? Are you the one that caused them? No. No, the woods are an illusion. It's all an illusion. Everything. He approaches Baxter with the staff, and as soon as like the radius, the light radius on the lantern touches Baxter, Baxter, you kind of you go, you go back to normal. Like your your head is clear. My name is Thrawn. Randad, bro. Heck yeah! Shut up. Um, <laughs> I lead. I am the well. You'd say mayor. 
leader, pack leader, Overwater Steam Village. Oh, that's where we're looking to go. Interesting. What yeah. for? Well, uh, I had been there before in my res- in my not so recent travels, I suppose. Wait, wasn't uh, Baxter I... a babbling mess? Uh, the lantern light kind of. Oh, the lantern that. fixed that for everybody. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was like, because I had an idea of how to fix that. I'll do it next time. Yeah. Um, I and I had been attempting to guide these people there. Um, yes, I. Yes, I'd been here before. Interesting. I don't have a recollection of you. Oh, it was a long time ago, about 160 years or so. He mumbles under his bed. His ears twitch and picks it up crystal clear. He's like, ah, well, I haven't been in charge of that law. And he kind of flashes his, like, wolf, like, his very much wolfy werewolf grin and says, when what is your purpose in Rotterstein? Um, to my understanding, this group that I am leading there is looking for some type of, um, oh, what would you call it? Uh, Leah? Uh, Ogden, you're the map, Tim. Oh, yeah, I know where we're going. I, I was Where are here. you going? Uh, yeah, R- Rotterstein. That's... Yes, but where, why would you want to come to Rotterstein? It's a safe haven for my kind. Oh, for your kind. Okay, great. Well, uh, hmm. let me pull out my big board of, uh, things to do here hmm. Hmm. hmm well it's a, a stop on our way across the island we're heading to a specific cove to pick up a new uh a new ship and this is kind of our halfway point way station what is your purpose in Rotterstein? um right did i hear wrong correctly that that map is a treasure map. Treasure uh, map. We were just looking to pay homage to the Lord of Shapes. Why would you want to pay any worship to that? Well, we yes, don't want uh, to praise it. We were more interested in the history of it. Well, the Lord of Shapes Den is a memorial site now. Baxter talks to uh, Eclipse in her head. And it's like, what do you mean? What do you What do you mean? Pay Just go with the it. Lord of Shapes. Just no, go with it. No, that's okay. No. The Lord of Shapes was an abomination. And we are researchers, archaeologists. Ogden here is our Give team lead. Give me a deception lead. check. Yeah. Uh, deception yeah. is a 19. Mm, interesting. We'll see if that's the truth. We don't generally let people go to the memorial site. It is the resting place of numerous members of my kind. 
And, well, a dwarf hero did die there at one point and then was, well, not anymore, but it still served as a memorial site to his sacrifice and... Oh, Gundar, I know this one. Right. <laughs> we will be sure to tread lightly. Well, you need my permission to enter. Come. We'll go to my hut and we can discuss this matter in a more trusting environment. The spirits are awake. You do not want to get lured off the path. And he of course. smiles and he turns around. Stay in the light of the lantern. And Is that light uh, big enough for our uh, turtle tortoise? Turtle, he looks turtle, back at them. Turtledons? No. Good. Can, they, can they still come? Yes. Okay, good, because we're on the hook for them for quite a significant amount of money, and I didn't want to... Uh, there's a there's a, a kobold uh, renter who seems like he's... I understand. All come, business, right? Come with me. Stay in the light. Don't step out of it. Again, the spirits are quite awake. And he turns to the spot and slowly starts to move down the path in the opposite direction you guys came from. Hey, Ogden, that lantern kind of looks like yours. Uh, you think? Yeah? Hmm. It's a little hmm. different in some, in, the sh in the some things, but the light is the same. same oh, blue, well, can I can I pull out my ghost lantern and be like, ah, oh, is this uh, similar? Is it... No. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, you know, worth, worth, worth a try. I was just mentioning an aesthetic similarity. This lantern turns undead. So, Ogden, you know you do not want to put your lantern anywhere near that. Whoa! Hey, all right. Because okay. it will make your spirit leave that lantern permanently. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's like, it's a lantern of turn undead. It keeps all undead at bay. And he just keeps uh -oh. walking. Well, that's significant. Mm. And I just like to burn the herbs, you know, just ritualistically. And he just keeps walking down the path. I don't think Noose ever needed to do turn undead when Ogden was in the group with the lantern. Nope. I remember the last time we fought undead. Oh, no, yes, I do. Wait. So, he starts leading down the path. Do you guys follow? Mm-hmm. Okay. And as you guys follow Thrawn deeper into the Goliokran forest towards Rotterstein village, I am so happy I can finally say this after two weeks. <laughs> or longer. That's where we're going to end the session for the week. Yay, Yay! we made it. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> the internet held out. We're there. Why are a bunch of werewolves living where Kawana was turned into a werewolf? Or who knows? Protected as a werewolf. Because realistically, that curse that Kawana has a werewolf never would have been fixed. Realistically. So she's still a werewolf, technically. Wait, I thought. Wait, I thought we did fix it. Yeah, but right. I looked up the mechanics. That would have ended it. Oh, really? Yeah, mm -hmm. she's still a werewolf, technically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but in control. Yeah, for no reason. It's fun. Anyways. Baxter, ne Baxter never never doesn't remember that. Exactly. Baxter. And mm -hmm. also, based on the time frame I looked into, Gundar and Kawana would be dead from old age at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, would they? Yeah. Uh, Baxter, Baxter already thinks Gundar is dead because he never saw him resurrected. The resurrection, from yeah. The... Oh, yeah. Anyways... Thank you for watching, everybody, and I'm so glad we actually got to play through a full session this time. Uh, so again, thank you guys for playing. Uh, two combat encounters that went relatively well, I think. Yeah. Uh, 
we'll be back next week with you guys getting to Rotterstein Village. It is currently in the game, just so you guys know what time it is, as we're leaving, 4 p.m., so it's afternoon, almost evening. Uh, and uh, we're going to see how this little trek through the forest goes with this werewolf guy. So, uh, and yeah, he's definitely named after Grand Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn from Star Wars. Anyways. Nice. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Also, Bye-bye. so oh, shit. Bye-bye. Tomorrow, <laughs> Shadows over Ravenloft. It's getting spicy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they, yeah. they just broke into a dwarvish underground base, and Leah ripped up an infernal conduct. Una. Una ripped up an infernal conduct. But she same, didn't know it was. Same, 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 same repercussions. And, well, not really. Uh, and Sunday, hopefully, 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 Soldiers of the Lich Queen, because that's getting spicy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Halfway through the bone grinder. And descent into avernus because descent into avernus is getting spicy as well someone just did an infernal contract to bring somebody back from the dead in that one so good night everybody can i say